Hey, we are fucking live podcasting the apocalypse. Let me get this out first. Fuck YouTube, because you'll probably cut us, so I want to say that beforehand. <laughs> Preemptively, go fuck yourself, YouTube. Mil Machete's Liz Savage. What's up? Hey, what's up? What's going on, guys? Uh, nothing. Just trying to invite people to this gimmick. How are you feeling, Liz? Um, disappointed in wrestling fans, disappointed in wrestling and pro in, in general, um, a lot of my heroes and people I really cared about or thought were friends turned out to be shitbags, um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of been a rough week, you know, and besides just what I spoke about last week, which, you know, there was a rebuttal to, which I thought was hilarious, um, you know, a lot more stories are coming out, a lot of things are going on, and it's uh, quite disheartening. Like, even my favorite promotion, Chikara, is done for because there's been all sorts of crazy allegations yep. against Mike Quackenbush. I know, um, that hurts, man, that hurts my heart. You know, I believe I tweeted, I remember when I was the one who didn't want to let Quack down, and he let us all down. Um... You know, because he asked me one time if I wanted to be on a, a Chikara show, which is like a dream to me. You know, but I told him no. <sighs> I told him no, and I was there, and I was there that day because I trained there that day, and then I was staying for the show. And he asked me if I wanted to be on the show, and I told him no because I didn't think I was good enough to be on his show, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to upset him. I rather try to be on the show when I, I was ready. You know, and he really respected that, and you know, it, it to hear. He took advantage of younger women and, you know, girls and, you know, did this stuff while he was married um, with his wife not knowing. And, you know, it's it's very disheartening. It's very disheartening. Yeah. It's very disheartening to see just how many people have been named. And what's scary is how many people there's been stories about who haven't been named because the victims are afraid to name their abuser. And there's still people who are talking in the DMs and talking in the private groups who won't name their, not only won't name their abuser, but won't even come out because they're too scared. You know, and that's what's, that's what's just totally disheartening. Um, you know, and even Keith Lee came out and talked about a, a night where he believes he might have been drugged out at a bar and fans are attacking him over it, you know, and telling him, you know, like, oh, like, it's bullshit, blah, 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 like, just acting as if it couldn't happen, and it can happen, it can happen to anybody, you know, and that was him not necessarily saying, yo, this happened in wrestling, but to him, it's like, yo, this kind of shit can happen to anyone, and people need to understand that, you know, Keith Lee is a big dude, he's like 6'2", he's, he's an ex-football player, he's a pro wrestler, he's a big dude, and he's not necessarily a scary dude, he's a really nice dude, but for him, for that to happen to him, you know, it's like that kind of shit is the kind of shit that happens 
just in general when you let your guard down around people. So what I've learned from the last couple of weeks is that guys don't think women have the right to let their guard down around them, that we should always be on guard. And if we get assaulted, we deserved it and we should have expected it to happen. So that shows you just how embedded rape culture is in our society right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's just more blame the fucking victim shit, like always. Same as it ever was. I just, it, it really hurt me because Shakara, like, that was my dream gig. Like, if my ultimate dream wrestling thing would be Quack coming to me and saying, we want, we need you in Shakara and you're going to be an ice cream cone. Because that would have been it. <laughs> that would have been it. I'd be like, I could die happy now. So that really sucked. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's something I've been watching since I started. Uh, one of the first people I managed uh, showed me Chikara, and I was like, and what was funny is he showed me Chikara, but I was already managing Reckless Youth and Don Montoya, who said were essentially Reckless Youth was Quack's partner with when Chikara started. And, um, you know, he ended up stepping away from it at some point. Now I really have to wonder why, you know, um, and I felt really lucky that I got to work with Reckless early on in my career because he taught me a lot about psychology and as a manager where I should be, why I should be, what I should be doing, how to have fun with it, how to be family friendly, you know, things that um, really always stuck with me and little, even just little like silly shit that I do is because of him and Don Montoya and Joe Rules and the whole crew at UW uh, United Wrestling Coalition down in New Jersey and you know they taught me a lot and that was one of the, my first regular gigs in wrestling one of my longest you know um, I still have ties there you know and they fully actually said you know they fully support me and they're like really glad I came out about this because this shit it's not just affecting the big leagues of wrestling it's affecting every league of wrestling I mean, from what I've caught, I mean, and it's like I tried not to be on social media because I mean, that's there's pretty much three things happening right now on Twitter. That's COVID, uh, masks, and um, speaking out, people coming out. And it's like I'll stay away. A couple of days later, like four or five more people, four or five more people every time. It's like man, people are still coming out, and like Liz says, some people are afraid. Because it is a culture that's developed over time in wrestling to or I'm assuming that people felt this was normal or this was every day. Acceptable. Some people think, oh, yeah, some people found it acceptable in that culture. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I had always heard stories of some of the girls saying, hey, if you don't do this, then you don't get booked. If you don't, you don't want to party or you want to play or whatever terminologies they may have used. You know, you're basically, it's basically sexual harassment. You know, you're you're trying to get a, a job where you're working, and the people there, they're they're expecting sexual favors in return. They they probably abuse you verbally, they abuse you physically, and it's like it's been ongoing for years. Yes. Uh, I know. Was it? Uh, I think was it the Vegas Bad Boys? They had a podcast a couple of days ago. They had 
um, one of the local female wrestlers out there on their podcast, and I didn't listen to all of this. I don't know exactly who she came out or spoke out against, or if she did at all. I don't know. But I mean, it's just definitely, hopefully, something that that's that stops. And well, seeing like a lot of the major companies, a lot of indie promotions and stuff like that, it seems like they are taking steps in the right direction for that. So hopefully, when everything returns to normal, where people can go back to work, that you know they'll they'll learn from this. They'll learn from this. You know what I think is you know, I always. What's that? The lack of journalistic standards in covering all of this. So journalistic standards um, say, for instance, if something is fact, you don't necessarily need to give attribution. But if something is an allegation or is untrue, um, or you know, you might could possibly be untrue, you have to like attribute to who had said it and like link back to. You know, now it's linked backs where before it would be like citations, right? Um, but what I noticed in didn't um, they didn't like link back to my actual tweet. They didn't link back to my statement. They didn't, they didn't do that to any of the victims, but they did it to, like, the celebrities talking about the situation, which I thought was interesting, because that means, in what, by journalistic standards, that means what they, they believe what they publish to be true. Um, also, uh, it's interesting to see people post, like, a couple of people took my stuff and just posted my stuff with their name on it as a as an article. That's not an article. Um, I'm, a, I'm a writer myself. Those are my words, they're not yours, and you can't just post my words right. as your article without something else to go along with it. That's what you know, wrestling dirt sheets do. Backstory. I mean, anymore, they well, just take somebody's tweet or somebody's Insta, and they post that, they embed that, and then they quote that. And then they say what they said, the person said in it, and they call it an article. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I really haven't had time to sit down and write. I work sixty hours a week. Let's let's be real, guys. I have a real job. Like I, I can't I can't be bothered like explaining to Marks what happened to me because I shouldn't fucking have to. Fuck you to those of you who want to say they don't believe me because I'm Antifa. You're supposed to be anti-fascist. If you're not anti-fascist, you're a fucking fascist. What else can I yep. fucking tell you? That, like, Antifa's that... not an organization. It's not a group. Black Block is a tactic. I don't know what to tell you. You guys are bun you need to do something like educate yourselves, crawl out from under your rock, go outside of your hometown once COVID is over, and find out about life. Because life isn't what you think it is. That fucking Mount Rock dude, fucking, that was one of the points I, I wanted to make sure to hit on tonight on fucking Twitter. This fucking Moonbat is like, I believed Liz until I saw on her profile she is Antifa. And I'm like, what the fuck exactly? I Like, I went back at this fucking guy and for clarification. <laughs> I'm like, what, as I as I like to do, have intelligent discourse among peers. And I said, like, what the fuck are you trying to say? Are you saying that this person, you believed the allegations she made that she was sexually assaulted? You believed that right up until you realized that 
Antifa. She is in Antifa. Like that's some kind of fucking disqualifier. Like people that are with uh, who share a philosophy with Antifa are not eligible for sexual assault or some shit. Or they're tremendous liars who just make stories up left and right. They're fabricators of reality. Like, what the fuck does that have to do with whether or not you believe her fucking story? That's like me saying, oh, I believe that motherfucker right till I found out he was on a bowling team. And then, oh, no, fuck that bullshit. Goddamn fucking alley cats. She's one of those alley cat motherfuckers with those two-tone shoes. Fuck, I, I find it very hard to believe that the police manhandled him. Well, here's the thing. You know, you also have to remember, like, like Dave made a rebuttal against me, which Fuck I thought him. was kind of hilarious in its own way, too, because he's a storyteller himself, is he not? I mean, yep. that's, that's what he makes his money off of, right? Yep. Writing storylines. Yep. Um, so he wrote this storyline 10 years ago. I, he might have, I, I, I listened to it a little bit. I've been busy, and I was just like, this is bullshit, and I laughed because... One, I've been talking to his old roommate since, like, the day he resigned from NWA. You know, she was like, why didn't you tell me? Because I didn't know her that well at that time. I didn't tell anybody when it happened. You know, I was so just, like, like pissed off it happened. Um, like, couldn't believe I didn't fight back. But at the same time, when you're living somewhere you, where you barely know anybody and you don't really necessarily have a place to go, yep. like... You don't want to end up in the street. And, like, yeah, he sent me the email. I can publish the email. I actually plan to, along with uh, my response, which was, okay. That's all I posted was, okay, because why I was at work at the time. Um, but he he said in the email, oh, my landlord, this and that. So here's a couple of things about the email. He says that his landlord wanted me to move out. He gave me till the first. I didn't even stay till the first. I ended up moving out that the following few days after that weekend um, because I had to work that weekend. And then I ended up moving in with someone who is definitely not my friend and a complete strangers. And I ended up actually sharing a studio apartment with two dudes who I didn't even know before that. And neither one of them did anything to me. They treated me like I was their sister. Um, so I want to make that a point, but he he mentioned in there how long I had been there. So under California state law, which is something I learned as an activist working on home foreclosures and evictions, um, you can't evict somebody who's been somewhere for 30 days without following a proper eviction process. So technically, he also legally evicted me after he sexually assaulted me. Um, so let's bring that up. But he had told me, which I can't go back and find those messages because my space just does not hold those old messages. He told me I could stay with him as long as I needed. It wouldn't be a big deal, you know, um, because in California, yes, sometimes landlords write stuff like that in, but also in California, landlords seem tend to be more flexible because people sublet apartments because they work in the entertainment industry and they leave a lot and people come and go. So, um, <clears throat> It didn't not seem feasible to be able to stay there. And with me having to move there and thinking that I had at least part-time with work with him, which, you know, never amounted to absolutely anything. He, yes, he sent me some job listings. He never got me a job. He introduced me to Adam Pierce. 
you know, so I could get booked at NWA, but Adam told me I had to suck his dick to work at NWA, and I laughed in his face. So, you know, and I told Dave about that, and he pretty much no-sold me on it. He was not a friend with when it came down to that. Like, he said to me, like, basically, what do you want me to do about it? Oh, so, it's just a figure like, that shows speech. you where he was. So, you know, and it's like, the funny thing is, it's like, he was working for NWA back then, so when he says that he doesn't want nwa to be sucked into this now because he wasn't working for nwa he was he's working for nwa hollywood you know which is now championship wrestling from hollywood and i don't hold anything against you know the rest of the company like dave marquez or anything dave marquez barely knows me he really had nothing to do with what was going on in that sense of things you know but Laganna really just treated me like shit. And peop other people have reached out. I've retweeted some of them. Um, other people have reached out via DM and said, you know, he tried to get them to stay with him. Um, he's done this with other people. He did this before me. Um, he has his uh, Come on. It's... Yeah, David Randazzo wrote a, wrote a book about it, Ring of Fire. He's now yep. going to write a second book because of what is going on, all of the allegations, all of the things that have happened. And yeah, I'll still say they're allegations, but with what happened <clears throat> to me, it's not an allegation. It's what happened to me. Yep. I know my own words. I know what happened. I was there. Other people were not. And what Dave was really creepy with it. Like, what were, Dante, you're better with the words on it. What were, what was his wording that well, he said yeah, about, like, I, it didn't happen as I said it did? I was going to say, and, you yeah, know, Liz, yeah, it shouldn't have happened at all. Liz doesn't need a shield, and she doesn't even need to be a flamethrower for her, because she handled it, or anyone, but, because she can handle it. But I want to throw some fucking flames at his bullshit shit, because his fucking <laughs> denial is the sneakiest ass bullshit I have ever fucking read. It's, well, yes, I totally agree with everything Liz said up to this point, because we were friends, and everything she said was true, but the events that she said happened didn't happen in that way. Keywords, in that way. I didn't touch her in that way. Now, in that way means, to me, that he's leaving himself fucking room to say, I touched her, just not in the way that she said. He's leaving himself wiggle room, for a starter. Then, his other statement that these allegations came forward, and I'm going to fall on my fucking sword, because I'm an honorable guy, and I don't want this, something that happened before my tenure with NWA and the owner company. I don't want something that happened before that to fucking cloudy the waters, to muddy the waters for NWA. So I'm going to be noble and resign. Motherfucker, there have been allegations about you fucking 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 5 years ago. So all that shit was before NWA, and that didn't make you not take the fucking job. So don't say some bullshit that because this specific allegation came out, you're stepping back for the good of the company. Because you were a motherfucker before you took this job. And it's just like, fuck yep. and NWA and you are fucking twats. Because with Cornette, the same fucking thing. Y'all, and I hate Cornette. Y'all fired Cornette because he said something fucking racist. Y'all like, oh, Cornette said some racist shit today. He's out. 
He was fucking racist the day before he said that shit. He was racist the week before he said that shit. He was racist the year before you all hired him. He was racist five years ago. You knew he was fucking racist. There was no secret about Jim Cornette being a fucking racist and you hired him. So don't fucking come out all, oh, uh, we're high and mighty. We're getting rid of this fucking racist guy because you hired this racist guy and you hired the sexual assaulter in the first fucking (coughs) place. I don't want to hear that bullshit. Suck a dick. And uh, on a side note, someone in the chat said about it's not true, it's illogical that either you're anti-fascist or pro-fascist, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not illogical because there's no neutral fascist. There's no neutral position on fascism. If you're neutral on fascism, you're uh, fucking actually enabling fascism. Okay, so you're either against fascism, anti-fascism, Antifa, or neutral fascism and pro-fascism, which are the same fucking thing. You just don't wear the hat, okay? The, the, the neutral fascist people don't march down the streets with the hats and the flags. The pro-fascist people, they've got all the cool uniforms. So, you know, it's not illogical, though. <laughs> and it's not a group. I've got a cool uniform. It's not a group. When, when, I, when somebody doesn't like the shit I say about when I'm doing Antifa-related things, they don't say to me, I'd like to talk to your manager, and I put him on the fucking horn with Lieutenant Antifa. There's no fucking organization. It's a philosophy that people stumble into each other over. Hey, these fucking racists are having a march. Let's all fucking stand against them because we're against fascism. That's all. There's no plan, motherfuckers. We don't have a fucking dry erase board in the basement somewhere. Mwahaha. And now for stage three. I, I need a cat. I'm going to pet the cat and smoke my butt and be like... I do that. That's okay, why I listen, my guys. That's why I have my cat, so I could do that. Specifically for that <laughs> reason. At dawn. Oh, wait. We don't get up till noon. We can't do this at dawn. <laughs> <laughs> at 5 p.m., we are going to tie the traffic. So all these motherfuckers can't get home to their dinner. I mean, yep. Fascism <laughs> is like racism. It's not you can't be neutral on racism. You're either against racism no. or you enable racism. Those are the two fucking and positions. It, you allow racism. If you allow racism to go unchallenged, you're a fucking racist. I don't care if you don't use the words, you don't go to the marches, you don't burn the fucking crosses. If you don't stand against that shit, you're just as fucking useful as a racist to us. You are seen as just another racist because you are allowing this to continue unchallenged. But that goes for fascism, sexism, racism, and it's all in the wrestling, embedded in the wrestling industry. Why? All because of capitalism. Yep. What makes money? Sexism, racism... You know, the bullshit. Think about, like, one of the most recent examples people will remember is uh, Muhammad Hassan at WWE, right? Uh, He was, like, the the, the modern-day Iron Sheik. Everybody hated him because who he was. After the, the whatever kidnapping, they they had done a similar angle, and then they had to fire him. Um... But WWE has always done these t- stereotypical racist kind of always. characters. And not it wasn't just WWE. Wrestling has always been this way. Always been this it way. Depends That's, who the enemies were. Russians, bad Russians, bad Arabs. They were always the heels. 
Russians, Arabs, yep. fucking Cubans, whoever was the heel of the moment in real <laughs> life was the heel of the moment in wrestling. And yes. I am so fucking sick of people saying, well, it was a different time then. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck no. up. It was a different time. It's it was bullshit now. then. It's bullshit now. We're not in that yes. time now, motherfucker. So let's hear you saying that was some bullshit. Don't say, oh, it's a different time then. Don't justify it or put bumpers around it to make it soft and comfortable. Say, no, that was yes. some racist ass bullshit back then. That's what that was. Because slavery, well, it was the time. The times. No, that's not how it fucking works, you know? Oh, these, these bitches. No. Yeah, and see, that that's the thing. It's like you look at what women have been. Throughout my wrestling career and like managing, people would be like, "Oh, well, we want you to to be this. We want you to be that." And I'm like, "No, I'm Liz Savage." Oh, well, you're gonna be this guy's girlfriend. I'm like, "No, I'm not some guy's girlfriend." But I know about like six other girls who are willing to play that role for you. But that's not me, you know. I I refuse to water myself down. And what's funny is like since this all happened, all of these random people are coming out of the woodwork saying they won't book me. You weren't going to book me before. My minimum is $100 fucking dollars just to manage. So you ain't going to book me. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to work for you. Like, I, I don't give a fuck. You don't even know who I am. And those who do, it's like, yeah, I have bookings. But let's just turn down bookings. Because let's be real. I make more at my real job than I do at pro wrestling. So it's like I pick and choose and I do what I want to. And, like, you know, some people have seen things like, They'll see me running concession stand for a friend of mine. And why do I do it? Because, you know, we see the means of production and the concession stand makes more money than, you know, sometimes the tickets do. So let, let's be real. Like the work I do helps the guys get paid. And that's always been like kind of me and wrestling. It's like I've never worried about a big payday. I'm worried about enjoying myself, having fun, working with good people, getting other people opportunities. I've had some phenomenal opportunities over time, whether they were like a definite opportunity or it was just circumstantial, you know, just for being someplace at the right time. Like when I met Mill, I met Mill at Lucha Underground and I was there around the right time to be able to make sure, you know, we always had tickets and I was free to be able to go to all the tapings for season, season four. Did I expect to be a featured audience member? Not at all. But when I saw it, I laughed. Like, from the very, like, first episode that I saw myself in, I said, wow, this is wild. I was like, then I noticed that me and Mill were in a lot of it. Me and Mill and CJ, you see us a lot when you look at the audience, you know, and you see the way that they film it because it wasn't a wrestling show. It was a TV show. So, you know, seeing the audience reactions and having the crowds and, you know, the audience actually reacting is something that's important, you know, and that's the thing. Even if you're a wrestler watching your friends wrestle, you should show some sort of emotion towards you. I'm sorry when people are acting all like, I'm better than this. You can't mark out. It's not marking out. It's showing some emotion or passion for the sport you supposedly love, right? Let's be real, guys. Uh, you know, Liz, Liz, real quick, with regards to people saying they're not going to book you, that just reflects a lot on that promotion. Yep. yep. They're, they're probably looking to hide this type of behavior. That's why they wouldn't be interested in booking somebody that might expose them. So uh -huh. if 
you know, if people are paying attention and there's actual promoters and promotions coming forward saying they're not going to book certain women because of what they're speaking out, just keep in mind of the people that you're supporting if you go to these shows. Come on. Yeah. Yep. These are the same people that are okay with hiring the Nazi brothers at Impact, the racist Cornette. You know, they hire all these motherfuckers left and right. They got no fucking problem finding a new job. But they're going to fucking not book Liz because she spoke out about some shit? What happened to the brotherhood of wrestling? You know, all these people have these delusions like wrestling is one big old fucking family and stick up. It can't because you have to trust these people with your lives and shit. It's not that because these fucking people don't speak up for everybody. There's been racism and sexism in wrestling from jump. And still is. Yep. Still is fucking yep. today. There's not this fucking... Everyone's all Undertaker, greatest wrestler fucking ever. He fucking had the attitude. No, fuck the Undertaker. Why? Because he didn't get sexism and racism out of fucking wrestling. And if you're not taking the shit out, you're fucking contributing to it. That's how I look at it. If you're not fucking speaking out in it publicly, fuck kayfabe. Fuck backstage secret whispers. If you want to say that I love these people, they are my family, their lives are in my hands, my lives are in their hands, then you have to be willing to go to the fucking mat against sexism, against racism, against any motherfucker that's imposing oppression of some form on one of your family members. That's some bullshit. Yep. Don't say, oh, we'll handle that behind closed doors because shit never gets handled behind closed doors. Nope. Nope. Never. It needs to be handled in the open forum. And that's the thing. It's like, I've never been... I do have... like That's what I said even in my original post. I've been problematic myself. Why? Because I have a mouth. I don't give a fuck. Like, I am one of the bookers and producer for Little People of Wrestling, which is a company that runs out of Philly. And we specifically feature women and uh, little people, or some of them will be called midgets. You know, some... Uh, it's all based on like personal preference. Um, we work specifically Lord Littlebrook's daughter, Lori is our champion. She is a phenomenal person. And right now out in St. Joseph, Missouri, you have, um, her brother who is the last of the Littlebrooks fully trained by their father. She was partially trained. He is working with her as well as the next generation who are all between the ages of uh, 16 and 21. And they're out there in Missouri training in their grandpa's ring that they set up at their church. And it is awesome to me. It's absolutely awesome to be a part of a company like that. And we are trying to really feature women, trying to feature you know, a diversity of, of not just, you know, racial, but, you know, from everybody. Like, um, my friend Aubrey St. John, she's a referee. She's uh, also a manager. She's a, She was our referee for the first show. We had other shows planned. COVID stopped it. Um, that's somewhere I work. I, I don't need to work like a, a bajillion places, but that's also a place where as a woman, I feel confident working, working. I work on the storylines. I'm the producer. I walked around. I sat down and talked to everybody about, Hey, this is what your match is. Need you guys to talk over. This is what, you know, what's going on and you guys figure it out, you know, and that's the way I booked it to be able to trust the people who are in those matches to do the right thing and, and do what they had to do to make their match happen. Not everybody is like that. 
that. Some people really want to age and riches dickheads. I just want people to be happy. And this isn't the first company I've done this for. I've worked behind the scenes for over a dozen companies in various roles, whether it be putting the ring together or being putting a whole fucking show together. You know, I've made shows happen that people didn't think were going to happen, like a 4th of July awesome show that, that basically we showed up, it was a mud pit. And I found the Farragut grounds... Uh, groundskeeper and there was a tractor out there and it had a bucket on it and I said to him I said look I need you to back drag this mud to make it flat so it can dry out in like an hour or so and I can put the ring down and the guy's like you don't know what you're talking about and I was like I absolutely do know what I'm talking about it's like if you can't do it just give me the keys to the machine I'll show you how I'm farm girl I do know how to use the machine um, so he actually did not know how to do it. And I had to explain to him and show him how to drag it back. We back dragged it. We had the show. Like, otherwise the show would not have happened. Everyone was ready to give up. And I was like, no, fuck this. We ain't giving up. We're making this shit happen. We promised people a show. It happened two hours late, but we still had a show. I've, you know, there's not a lot of women who get the opportunity or have the kind of ambition I do to push forward and be part of this backstage you know production level crew because it can be rough you know and that's why i'm very picky and choosy about who i work with because i've, I've seen all sides of it well, but more women need to come up in that a lot of women don't have the ambition to do that like you do because they fucking don't want to fight a losing battle they're like exactly like, there's no fucking point in me being an ambitious motherfucker and trying to do this because these motherfuckers are just gonna knock me down I can't fucking, yes. there's no way for me to find a path through this because everybody is either an offender or turning a fucking blind eye to the offenses. Yes. And I was older when I started. Like, I was 24. I already had a background in music and entertainment before I even got into wrestling. And, and I was a carny. So, you know, I, I, I should have been a little bit smarter, but I was smarter than, you know, a 15-year-old, let's say, who gets into wrestling and ends up in a really bad situation. It's just... I mean, we gave that fucking coward fucking Lagana multiple opportunities. Come on, and I'm doing it. Come on, whenever you want. Fucking hit me up. Hit us up on fucking DMs. You're on fucking Twitter, motherfucker. Hit, yeah, us, the up. Link. hit us up the if link you want right to make now. your fucking points clear. If you want to speak to your accuser, you know? Feel fucking free. Liz has said she's okay with that. She's comfortable with that. It's not up to me to fucking say that shit. Liz has said she's comfortable with that. So come on fucking down, bitch. I mean, what do you Look, for, for one, Dante, look, I don't think there's too many people out there that have actually given the opportunity or at least even offered what we offered, which is if you want to say your piece, come on on and say your piece. We this the opportunity they've got where Liz was saying you want to talk about it you want to clear the air come on over and we'll talk about it okay face to face she did right it now. you know she did it and because she was willing to do it we said we'd go ahead and then try to get the word out there see if they were interested if anybody really was interested in coming and talking to us but no they don't want to right. specifically Dave he don't want to and he did not want to because he probably show some emotion or whatever in his voice or whatever, and you'd be able to tell who was telling the truth. And if he if he was really telling the truth, I think he'd be on right now. And it's not it's not like I'm not saying this so we got a chance to take shots at some motherfucker. It's offering a chance to apologize 
or explain. Like, I just try to put myself in the head of if somebody that I was friends with 10 years ago turns around and says, you know, there was one night where this person did the stuff that Liz said was done to her. Like, I did it. She says, I did it to her. I'm going to fucking rack my brain. I'm either going to rack my brain and think, what the fuck? I don't remember this or that, the other thing. Or, shit, man. I didn't even realize that was misinterpreted. I'm so fucking stupid. I didn't realize she wasn't sending a signal. I thought it was... You know, I'd have something to come with. I'd be like, I, I'm re- either I'm really sorry. I, uh, I was a shithead back then. Or, I'm really sorry. I didn't know. There's got to be something, though. Not just a one-sided fucking statement. Reach out to the person who you offended or perceived was offended perceptually. Here's my email. If you're saying it never fucking happened, reach out to (coughs) them and say, I don't understand this. Why? Because that's what I would do. If I was thinking this never happened and this person was my friend a decade ago, I'd reach out and say, look, I don't remember shit happening this way. Can you clear my fucking head up for me, man? Tell me what the fuck is going on here because I honestly don't remember this. Has he done that at all? Anything? No, he hasn't reached out to okay, me. Okay, so because he knows what he did wrong, and that's why he made me leave, and that's why I left as quickly as I did. And unfortunately, as I said, I barely knew the people I stayed with, so I'm not really in touch with any of them anymore. I'm in touch with other people in California, but if you look through the tweets, there's somebody who goes by an anonymous Twitter account, and I believe I know who they are. Um, and they said, you know, hey, I saw, I noticed a definite change in Liz after she moved to California, you know, and then all of a sudden was quickly looking for a place to live. Because when I moved there, I was already months into living somewhere else. I was not really wrestling very often because I was, to be real, living in a nice little retreat in the country doing trail rides and stuff and enjoying my summer. And then I thought about winter coming and Dave kept asking me, why don't you come to California? And I was like, oh, impending doom of snow. LA, no snow. Impending doom of snow. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, hmm. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. If I don't like it, I could maybe come back in the spring, right? And I'm going back in the spring because I got sucked into California. By the spring, you know, my life wasn't very good. But I had done some stuff, you know, and none of it was because of Dave. All of it was because of my own things that I wanted to do. I was on a reality, I was on like some like reality dating show, but I was the first person kicked off. So don't worry, there was no sleazy ass dates for me. Um, I did a bunch of audience work. I starred in a short film. Um, I did a little bit of wrestling, but that all what became... All of that wrestling came from other people I met when I went out there. His roommate helped me a lot. Uh, a couple of the other girls I became friendly with, they invited me out to stuff. Um, you know, I worked for Lucha Pro. I worked for, um, out, we did shows down at uh, Mach 1 Pro Wrestling, which was um, John Ian's company, Rest in Peace. He was a really great guy. You know, he was like, oh, I know who you are because he followed indie wrestling. He followed Ring of Honor. He knew what was up, you know. So he knew what was up on the East Coast and he knew exactly who I was as soon as he met me, which I thought was funny because he was one of the only people. And he invited me to come down, but it was a huge trip when you don't have a car to travel across 
from Los Angeles to, to Anaheim yep. by bus is a five hour trip. By train, it's only two and a half hours, but it costs $25 each way. I couldn't afford to go $50 just to go to training. Yeah, it's it's totally different you know? the East Coast. I mean, East Coast, you're getting a fucking, <laughs> you know, you can get anywhere to anywhere in fucking three hours. But, but let's be real. It was a blessing I didn't go to training there because Joey Ryan was the head trainer. You know, I've been thinking, and I, this is what I feel about the whole Joey Ryan. The reason people, I mean, other than he's a fucking pro, which is reason enough to be fucking mad at the guy. I think the extra reason people are super mad is the fact that he is outed as this makes us feel fucking stupid. We've been like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. This motherfucker was doing it right in front of our faces. This motherfucker yep. was doing it as his gimmick. Yep. And so that's why we're super mad at Joe because it's like it makes us mad that we were that wrong. But well, that's the thing too. To to women, like Joey doesn't come off that way. He comes off super polite. He holds doors for people. He speaks nicely to people. He's not like over complimentary, but he's he's he genuinely seems nice. But what was interesting was the first time I saw him after a while, I was with Mill. I went to a Maverick Pro show, but I got there before Mill did. Um, and I went over to Joey and I said, hey, how, how are you doing? Do you remember me? And he looked at me and he had this look of horror on his face like, what did I do to this chick? <laughs> and it was very awkward. Yeah. And then he just kind of like, like I told Mill about it, and then after he was like, "Oh, I remember who you are now," and you know, gave me a hug, and it was just that just stuck with me because it was very strange He's because like, like I got this feeling, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like oh, I can do anything to her. Thank God. That's what, like, these, what the fuck. That's what these fucking like uh, different from offended predators do. They set up their politeness on the face of shit is their alibi to them. They're, they'll be yes. polite and overtly so to 90% of the people they come across. So this way, when one fucking unknown person raises her voice to make an accusation, everyone else is like, I don't know, man. Joey's always cool around me. That's why... See, to me, it was shit. never girls raising allegations. It was always guys. And it was like... Well, these are all guys I know who tried to get booked through one or one or more of the companies he worked with. And, you know, I could see them doing that kind of shit because even with this, even with this speaking out hashtag, you see people trying to be vengeful with it. Right. And talking about things that have nothing to do with the sexual assaults or emotional and mental abuse that some of us went through like they're bitching about wrestling school being too hard or <laughs> about not getting booked somewhere or you know stuff like or getting cheated on which yeah. yes getting cheated on sucks but you know depending on the situation a lot of those situations are just kind of like well kind of see why you got cheated on dude your dick um and they're trying to water down the hashtag but with joey it's really serious because none of these girls spoke out all of them were really fucking young when it happened and now that they're speaking out they're a little bit older but like to hear that like he was essentially like waiting for girls in the u.s to turn 18 and also going overseas and still trying to hook up with 16 year old girls it's like bitch we're 41 this year it's like why are you doing that shit are you kidding because he's the same age i am it's like are you fucking it's gross it's fucking gross like i'm sorry like like mila how would you feel if joey was chasing kitty down 
Um, we actually worked with him once, and we actually presented a um, a storyline. I guess I guess you something you could go into the show with, and. I mean, we had several ideas of things that we could do because it was kind of like a rumble on Joey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were trying to, as students, you know, we were trying to um, try to incorporate everybody's gimmick and thing, you know, their little spot. Get one little spot, you know what I'm saying? Joey's going to be out there. He's going to take the spotlight all night. So you try to get a little spot in there, get a little shine, and then you're off, you know? Yeah. And... um the the gimmick that we came up with 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 Kitty was she was a minor at the time mm-hmm. that she Joey could try to run her gimmick on her and then like get like you know like where it's where it might or might not happen and then have Joey come to his wits real quick and ask wait how old are you you know what I'm saying and stop it because she was underage. But the, the the promoter at the time didn't want to go with that. He didn't want to go with with uh, Lego idea outside. He didn't want to go with gummy bears. He didn't want to go with any of Joey's things. And um, I I didn't have any problems with Joey out there. I don't think he or uh, Gabby or Kitty had any problems with her because or with him because I'm there. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. Joey already knew who we were at the time, so I, there was no issues. Thank God. Well, for yeah, Joey, because Joey. he predators like that can tell this isn't an unaccompanied fucking doe in the woods. This isn't <coughs> a voice in the wilderness. This is a person who will be heard by someone. Yes, and you know they don't want nothing to do with none of them. They want the people that will not be heard. That people walk by. That's what they want. Exactly. And this whole fucking thing, like. You were saying people watering down the hashtag and all this stuff. It's such a weird thing because the only way to fix this situation is to completely put it in the light. Put it all out on Front Street. But, and this is for all me, everyone else, all these motherfuckers that are like seeing it happen. Y'all aren't part of it. Y'all don't fucking have the right to ask victim or accused, give me proof. Give me evidence. Y'all aren't the jury. Nobody's fucking... It's not American Idol. We ain't taking a fucking vote, bitches. Y'all aren't part... Don't get irate at some fucking person saying shit because you love some fucking wrestler and you want evidence. Oh, and and start with your conspiracy theories and start your whole threads about, well, she could have doctored this screenshot and this and that and the other. Motherfuckers, it does not concern you except in the broad sense that it concerns all of us. So it's well, like even Candy Court, right? They're attacking the shit out of her. Yes. And I, I don't really know her, honestly. Like, the one time we met, like, and talked, like, I was super drunk and really PTSD'd out. And it was very overwhelming being in public. And then suddenly we're in a car together. And it was just very strange. It was a very strange night because that's what happens when you're in the wrestling scene. And, like, we didn't really hit it off or anything because, like, I was exhausted, drunk, about to leave New Orleans the next morning and on one last hurrah with my friend Crystal. So when I read the allegations against Matt Riddle, I was like, what the fuck? Like, like, 
I immediately believed her, first of all. Second of all, I was extremely disappointed in him because I know a lot of people personally who look up to him. A lot of young men, a lot of guys who are even, like, around the wrestling scene, like, <coughs> like Sean. Like, Sean considered him one of his really good friends. Like, that was his profile picture forever. It was Sean in the bathtub with Riddell smoking a blunt during the... During the you know, and then it's like, he's trash, yeah, doing the interview, and then he's just trash. What he did to her is just absolute bullshit, and trying to say that it's, it's fake and that she's a stalker, fuck you. No, she has no reason to stalk you. She has become a celebrity in her own right. She's been in Shine for years. She's been in multiple other companies. She's worked all over the place. You know, um, she was on Evolved and featured on the WWE Network. So it's like, are you kidding me? She's been just as much as you have, just in a different way because you came from a different scene. She was raised in the scene, you know, and people who knew her coming up were like, you know, she came in young. She got exploited early. And the more I think about these girls and the things that they've been through, I, as I said, I was lucky. I was 24 going on 25. I was already, well, I was 23 going on 24, but I was 24 going on 25 when I really started get branching out and going out to more companies. And I had a little more knowledge where these girls who were like 15, 16, 17, they were groomed. They were groomed by these creeper guys, these pieces of shit the trainers, the guys around them. It's like, I'm not saying it's not okay to date in the industry. That's fine. It's absolutely fine. And you, everyone dates in all industries. Just don't be a piece of shit, yeah. you know? And it's, I don't know. It's just fucking disheartening. I don't know what to say because it really is. Well, you could date in the industry. Just don't be fucking typhoid Marys like uh, John Moxley and Renee Young are. <laughs> <laughs> Taking out two companies, guys. What are you doing? What are you doing? But no, it's like that's that's a whole other thing with wrestling and WWE and like maybe like thirty like people having COVID potentially. And now who knows in AEW how many people might have COVID because there are crossovers. It's not just Moxley and Renee. It's also you have uh, Britt Baker and um, Cole and we're not Adam. Right, no, what's his name? Oh my god, my brain is just so frazzled. Right, well, you know, know, like, they're married, know, right? I don't know. know. No, it's like really interesting that you would bring like that up because you think about how many people that are in the business have gone out to different places, meaning out of state, mm-hmm. been with other people from out of state, mm-hmm. and go back to their state, then go back to another state. When you stop and think about that, and you think about one person having potentially having it, one, that that turns one. into two or four, and then it turns into six or eight, and then it keeps going. Exactly. And, that's it called super going. spreading. So that's why I don't go to wrestling school right now. Um, the place where I've been training opened back up, and more power to them. I'm down with that. <laughs> However, me personally, I see like 100 people or more a day. I absolutely cannot go to wrestling school because I will not be the cause of other people getting sick. You know, and I can't control what people do at my job. I try to get people to wear masks. They scream at me. And it's like they spend 10 minutes screaming at me, spreading germs, when it's like, just wear a mask. Hey, let me ask you something, Liz. <laughs> If I walked in there, and all of a sudden I realized I stepped in, whoa, are you okay? 
Yeah. If I step in your store and I forgot my mask and I set one foot in there, you're going to look at me and you're going to shoot darts. You know, I'm going to see the darts. Yeah. Out of your, Yo, you know that? Before you, before you get a chance to say anything, the least I would do is pull my fucking shirt over my face. That's the least I can no. possibly do for you. Sure. And if you say no, if you say no, if you it say no, then guess what? the least. I have to go out and I get masked and come back. Yes. So, we, that's exactly what we do. We tell people, no, you can't have your shirt over your face. Go get your mask. If they say, I don't have a mask, we give them a paper mask. We have some that my boss is like, give them to people. Most people just scream, I don't want to fucking wear a mask. Yep. See? Here, <laughs> here's the fucking thing. I'm going to preface this by saying I am the most fucking... Thank endorser of personal freedom. I will fucking back your fight for freedom, any freedom, all I can. I'm like, you can do whatever the fuck you want as long as it doesn't come into somebody else's bubble. As long as you don't fuck with somebody else, you're all good. I don't give a fuck what you do. I don't give a fuck what shit. You could say anything you want. Fucking fire in a church could care less. Say whatever the fuck you want. It's only words. But these these motherfuckers that don't want to wear masks are saying, oh, it's they're taking my freedom. I'm fighting for my freedom. You can't mash me like a mad dog. And I'm like, motherfucker, where were you fighting for those for your freedom when they took your freedoms away fucking five years ago? When, when ten years ago. Ten years ago. Yeah. Like, pick your battles, for fuck's sake. Not wearing a mask is not something to die on a hill for. Fucking free speech is something. Censorship is something. Right of association is something to fucking fight for. Not fucking masks. That's just a simple fucking common sense fucking thing. Look, for whatever reason, because we're so fucking retarded. Uh, I can't even use that word, apparently. Uh, so fucking oddly freaked out about nudity and sexual naughty bits and shit like that. We have to wear pants in public. I don't see anybody fucking going out there saying, you're taking my freedom to wave my dick around in the street. It, it, it's a fucking hygiene issue. It's a fucking... It's, uh, it's just simple hygiene. Put a fucking mask on. If you sneeze, you cover your fucking mouth. If you cough, you cover your fucking mouth. It's just like a common sense thing. It's not taking your freedoms away, friends. It's, it's just something yes. you should be doing on your own. Yes, absolutely. God. This is why other countries had a, like a COVID spike and it went down where we've had a COVID tidal wave. It's hysterical right now. Europe is fucking getting ready to kind of bring things down a notch to like open things up. And they're debating to block travel from the U.S. to Europe because of that because we are so fucking stupid that we just <coughs> feeding this thing you know oh yeah shit why not go out to fucking Myrtle Beach yeah let's hit the beach of Florida in a big old fucking wild pack of sweaty assholes Dumb I, I'm seeing I'm seeing people planning their usual summer vacations where they go camping and stuff like that Yep. I'm like, you're taking it to places, remote places, where you could be the person that starts it there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you could be patient zero in that area because it was clean until you got there. It's, it's 
just it's silly it's not look we fucking uh, a couple months ago the whole country shut the fuck down in quarantine right i mean i was there when it happened they shut us down in quarantine and shut closed all these businesses yesterday was the biggest fucking rise in cases of corona in the united states out of every single fucking day before it yesterday was the biggest day and we ain't even thinking about closing shit down we ain't even looking hey, at closing shit down. Just wait till Monday. Just wait till the number spikes again on Monday. Yep. You know, COVID's not taking a break this weekend. No. They're, oh, summer. Summer will be where we'll get it. No, motherfuckers. You know why we won't get it in summer? Because you dumb motherfuckers won't wear a mask and won't stop fucking getting everybody else's grill. That's why COVID's going around in summer. If COVID just had a voice, it'd be... Saying thank you right now, but I mean, we, we we talk about super spreaders. Look at what Trump's doing. He's an idiot. He's going all over the place. He's going all over the place, and he's traveling, and he's ignoring the rules that he wants the people to follow. Which is, if you travel, quarantine yourself, or if you've been around people or work in that environment or that area. Which it has come out that the White House has COVID. The staff have COVID, yep. right? Yeah, at his rally, so, his Secret Service had fucking COVID at <coughs> his rally. So, all that shit, dude, right there. All those people right there should be quarantined. Meaning we shouldn't be seeing or hearing from him at all for fucking two weeks at least. That you know what I'm saying? Just get out of the to talk about and fucking just take a break. But no, they're going to keep parading around, fucking doing their shit. And the politicians are the ones saying, oh, do this, do that, or we're going to fine you, or we won't give you money for your county if you don't follow the rules. And I'm thinking to myself, who the hell is going to enforce the rules? What are you going to do when you potentially have someone that's not covering their face? They could be potentially catch, catching COVID. The person has to be taken into custody, put away somewhere, processed and touched by God knows how many fucking people. Meanwhile, this guy maybe has it, maybe doesn't know he has it. He's coughing everywhere and this and that, and he's infecting the people that go into the station, the good, at, you, know, you know, both people inside and outside the cell. And then you put them in a, jet, a bigger population, and that just trickles over. These people, like the president and the Secret Service, everybody, they're, they're just going from spot to spot to spot. You increase your chance of getting it and spreading it when you move. I have never seen him with a mask, not once. Not once. Not fucking once. And yesterday, he's bitching at a fucking reporter for not having a mask. Why he ain't wearing a mask? He ain't got a mask on, and he's bitching at a reporter for not wearing a mask. I'm just like, you fucking dumbass, impotent, orange, raping motherfucking moron. Uh, it just, he I, knows what he's doing, man. He's trolling everybody. He knows exactly what he's doing. You know, all this, all the media that's out there right now with regards to the mask, look at the reporters and tell me if they have masks. Look at the politicians and tell me if they have masks. I'd be surprised if it's small percentage that actually do wear the masks during their speeches and their presentations. But honestly, it'd be very, very low. <laughs> I see nobody. They want their face out there. Donald fucknut Trump does not want COVID to go away because he realized that he very well could lose the election in November. Very well could lose it. And he is hoping to use COVID as a campaign strategy to 
elongate his presidency by shutting down fucking elections. They, you, you just saw it happen yesterday. I, I think it was yesterday or Tuesday in Kentucky. They fucking took... They had uh, primaries, Democratic primaries and Republican primaries. And they fucking... Louisville, which is like uh, the biggest, maybe most populous city in fucking Kentucky... They had one polling place open in the entire fucking city. One polling place for every citizen to vote in. That's what they're going to try to fucking do. They're going to say, COVID, we have to shut down the fucking polling places, have it all through one fucking place. It's voter suppression by default. And that, they're already doing that. That's his game plan, man. It's clear. And I'm the last person to say, hey, totalitarian government, come on in and fucking stick this shit up my ass right now. But I'm okay with if some dumb motherfucker with COVID is running around the street without a mask, I'm okay with, I'm sorry, motherfucker, we're going to have to throw you in quarantine for a couple weeks. I'm, I'm okay with that. Man, when I moved to Europe, we had to put my dog in quarantine for a month because they don't want fucking germs. I'm okay with putting people... If people are too stupid to do it for themselves, I'm okay with putting them in a fucking room. I'm, I'm sorry. I, and I don't care who does it. I don't care if it's the government does it. I don't care if it's... You know, if you come on our fucking land over here and you got fucking COVID, I'm locking you in the fucking bathroom for two weeks. All right? So I don't care who does it. I'm not giving powers away. I'm just saying... Stop polluting each other. Stop infecting each other. This is a serious, deadly virus. Stop fucking around. Yeah. It's not that serious. Fucking... Like, people aren't dying. Yeah. It's like, people it's... didn't die of polio. Why do you care about that? It's all a fake story. It's fake news. There's no virus. It's, it's just like the flu. People die of car accidents every day, but we don't go in quarantine for that. Hey, I just, I, I, the way that I've been kind of like staying away from like social media is by trying to research shit and coming up on stuff about COVID or different things. I figured you stayed away from social media because you got banned. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> so I've just been researching different things and you know, like when you start searches, different things start popping up. And this evangelist, TV evangelist, comes up and he does his whole COVID God thing, all this, and like, oh my God. And I'm thinking to myself, there is masses of people that believe every word this guy is saying. Yep. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, it's just, it went from being comical to being, oh my God, Terrifying. to some people, this is the reality here. This is the reality for some people. They've either allowed themselves to be brainwashed or they are brainwashed or they firmly believe in faith in God to the point where they're believing every word this guy says. I'm like, oh, my God. It's like just as bad as the politicians. They're out there saying whatever they want to further their cause. Comes down to money both ways, I guess. Always, the church always analysts. money. Sarno and Luch and Tex and all this. Oh, also, by the way, Tex Spaniard, our bud from uh, yeah. Saturday morning Mark Out Mania show, had a, yeah. a fucking concert 
before we came on. It was awesome on YouTube. Check out Texas Channel. It was so fucking fun. He had a concert. It was I, I loved it. I was rocking the fuck out. I was going to light the sofa on fire and show him my boobs. <laughs> it was that cool. It was totally awesome. But they're talking about Florida is closing bars again. And that's another one I just never fucking understood. Like, why did they open bars and liquor stores first as essential? I mean, I know, Liz, you're fucking, you need money. You're glad it's open in a way on one hand. But I don't understand how is going to a bar essential? Like, to me, essential is going to the doctor. If I have to go to the fucking doctor, that's pretty essential. They weren't open, though. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's like such a so weird So, this is the thing. thing. They say that, like, people... So, this I work... I know people who work in, like, mental health and work in, like, rehabilitation and whatnot. And because of COVID, there were plenty of empty <coughs> rehabilitation beds. Nobody was going to rehab, yep. you know? But it's like, yeah, if they thought people were going to get, like, pissed... Like, if it was going to be, like, a problem if people got cut off from alcohol, they would have been driving, the state would have hired state workers to drive around like the ice cream man and give out jello shots and beers, you know, but they didn't. Instead, we made record numbers. It's still insanely busy. Um, I work, that's why I work 60 hours a week. I work in the liquor industry. I'm a buyer. It is absolutely fucking nuts. I don't, I can't, I cannot like even predict what people are going to buy. Um, I just try to keep the store stocked and then people are having parties and that's pretty concerning. Um, and I don't know, it's just, it's just, it's people come into the store all the time and they don't want to wear masks and they're just dicks to all the employees and it's not fair, you know, it's, it's It's definitely not not fair. And it's funny because we talk about like how women aren't taken seriously and like how guys are like going after me over. You know, um, you talking about what Dave did to me. Well, here's like my daily life at work. Um, they look at me and I often wear wrestling t-shirts and yoga pants because I have to dress comfortably. I'm moving cases of alcohol around all day. I'm bent crouching over. I'm in the cooler. I'm running up and down stairs. I'm busy. I don't just buy alcohol. I do everything to help make the store run properly. I'm training other people to help me, you know, but we're trying to really build something with this store. I'm really into craft beer. I'm really into, like, you know, craft liquor and really good things. That's why I don't have a lot of stuff. That's why, you know, I don't live in some big house because I'm into experience, experiences, not really things. So um, <clears throat> I know a diff- decent amount. Guys come in. I just hired a new guy, and he knows a decent amount. But people will come in, especially guys coming in there, and they will automatically default to whatever dude who's in there. So now it's the new guy. But the other day, it's like the delivery guy. Like, this guy would not address me. He just was demanding the delivery guy help him. And the delivery guy is like, I don't work here. I'm a delivery guy. You have to talk to her. And I'm addressing the guy, and he's ignoring me to address the delivery driver. And that's what I deal with every day just at work, you know? And it's it's like, what the fuck? Like, I had, I was talking about a very real issue of uh, potentially the floor collapsing a few weeks ago at work. And my boss's handyman was there, and he said, oh, you don't have to worry about it unless you gain some weight. 
And I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Like, kidding? no, you can't fucking say that to me. I'm not kidding. And my boss doesn't see a problem with it. And I was like, no, it's a huge fucking problem, bro. It's a huge problem. Like, you don't say that kind of shit to people. That's sexual harassment. He's like, oh, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. I literally am a trainer in sexual harassment courses that is sexual harassment. You can't talk about a person's body like that. You know? And Never mind. It's just dumb. It's, the fucking floor might cave in, motherfucker. This isn't time to be witty. We don't need it's Oscar like, Wilde right? putting some jokes. <clears throat> Fucking fix your floor. Oh, That's exactly like it's like I just wanted to know: Do we need extra supports under the floor so maybe the floor doesn't collapse with the large amount of liquor we have in the store? I don't know. It's heavy. It's like if you have a gym or a library, it has to have a certain amount of support structure. I worked in a building and zoning office. What could I possibly know about weight bearing loads? I don't know. <laughs> he's Dorothy Parker all of a sudden oh the floor is going to cave in let me say some witticism from the elite nightclub scene uh, shut the, fix your fucking floor that's all if you think it might be offensive guess guess what it probably is and whatever and embrace it if you want to be offensive embrace it don't fucking hide from it sure but like when, you know as a wrestling manager I've been offensive yeah I've screamed at people. Yep. I told my friend's children I was going to sho shove them back inside of her. So, you know, that's, that's life I've lived. But, you know, it, it's like sometimes you're offensive, but sometimes you're offensive in creative ways, and sometimes you're just a piece of shit. Yep. So it's like, you know, Pick like one of my friends, I hate that he did it. He did a Nazi gimmick at one point. <laughs> but because he had a Jewish manager. Oh, and man. he was in bumfuck Egypt, and I was like, I mean, but still, it's not right. And he's like, yeah, but it was funny. And I was like, but still, it's not right. And he's like, but it's funny. I admire the hoops, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, Dante, Dante, you were talking about, okay, what's essential business? Liquor stores? Yeah. 7-Elevens, gasoline? Who do, you know? Who really gets to decide that shit? Like to me, okay, minimum wage employees. If I was restaurants essential, I'd say, all right. Well, we need fucking fuel to get, and we need food stores. We have to be able to go to food stores, so we should all be able to to call in or internet into our food store and place an order for pickup in their fucking parking lot, so nobody has to interact with other people. One person brings your fucking shit out like Walmart does. That's essential. You need to eat. You need liquids. Essential. You need gas to get to those fucking places. Essential. You work at the electric company? We need the fucking electric running. Keep on going, electric people. Just all those places and doctors, mental health, rehabs, those are all essential to me. And let's devote our resources that we're spending, instead of giving trillions of dollars to a corporation, let's put our resources into making those essential services safer from things like this. Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks are not essential. If, 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 yeah, if you feel like it's Sorry. your hospital doesn't have the fucking room to social distance, or your school doesn't have the room to social distance, or your doctor's office doesn't then invest the money to make community centers 
big community center so people can go in and socially distance for one type of thing or another, whether it's fucking education or medical treatment or whatever. Take that trillions and trillions of fucking dollars that they spent and gave to companies and just fucking, you know, baby-proof your houses. That's, you know, that's what it is to me. It's like baby-proofing. Plug in all the fucking holes for these things we all need just to survive one day to the next. Not liquor stores. Come on. Liquor stores really... Coors Light is being allocated. I can't wait to fight with white trash over their favorite beer not being available. It's just liquor stores. <laughs> I mean, well, trucking is the backbone of the whatever. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Well, let me let me tell you something you? first. Yeah. First off, first off, I think the when it comes to alcohol, that's like the number one vice. I think here in the United States, maybe for coffee, sure, because weed's been maybe, maybe coffee, maybe coffee, but alcohol is definitely up there. If it's not number one, it's number two. So if you don't give the people what they want, they will riot over alcohol. <laughs> they might not riot over masks, but I think people would riot over alcohol. Right in circus. So you got to give the people. <laughs> You know, you got to keep the slaves somewhat happy to keep them going and doing what they're doing. So let's let's keep them liquored up. Let's keep them happy. Let's keep them going. Okay. But when the politicians all worry about the spikes and this and that, Trump and everybody, I'm looking and I'm like, you motherfuckers. Two months ago, you guys were the ones who were talking about reopening this and reopening that. What happened to your stance on it's a quarantine? Everybody to quarantine. No, people are still coming out. Well, what are you going to do? You didn't do nothing. We talked about it a little bit more. People need to quarantine. People need to quarantine. Oh, well, you know what? They're going to the beaches. Well, you know what? Let's open up the beaches. They opened up the beaches. Yep. Oh, you know what? Since you opened up the beaches, then they got to be opening other stores pretty soon. Well, you know what? Let's open malls now. They fucking did all this, and they get the spikes, and they expected, what, it to disappear because they are reopening? The reasoning, the reason it's spreading is because things are reopening. Yep. Like Liz yes. said, Texas is shutting the bars back down because people have said that they've gone to bars and the fucking first time they go out, they for going quarantine, they get sick. And during yep. the whole shutdown time where we should have been fucking building defenses up and setting shit up so we could fucking live in a world with this shit in it, all we did was put yellow or whatever stickers on the floor saying six feet apart and masks and people are fighting the fucking mask that's all we fucking did in that whole shutdown that whole regrouping period we did nothing <laughs> to help us for when we actually opened up again okay you want to, i'll tell you what we did we didn't do it as a people and the local politicians but let me tell you what the high executive level of politicians did Oh, it's the middle of a recession. We're worried that we're going to be losing our billions and billions of dollars lifestyle and shit. So you know what? Let's get to, let's get a trillions and trillions of dollars out there, and guess what? We're going to give it to ourselves. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. That's what they did. That's what the United States government did in the middle of a pandemic. They, and, and they ratified through us alone with the stimulus checks. Dude, yeah, while they distracted us with a, a few nickels in the alleyway, and we're scrapping over nickels in the alleyway, they're walking <laughs> fucking billions and trillions of dollars out the front door. Like, 
this is the perfect for me explanation of what happened with all that. The analogy is when I was a teenager and I wanted to steal my dad's liquor and my little sister would catch me, I'd give her a drink. Because then I'd say, well, she can't rat me out now because she drank too. That's what that stimulus check was. That was them giving us, I didn't one. Piece of, <laughs> giving us one drink while they took all the rest of the liquor. So this yep. way you couldn't complain about it. Oh, well, you can't complain. You got a piece. Yeah. Yep. Because, I mean, exactly. Yeah. They, they've been ripping off the, the people, all the taxpayers' money. They've been ripping it off. Point blank. They've been filling their pockets because of the recession and everything that was going on. They decided to protect themselves financially. They fill their pockets and they streamline shit so that when it does open, all the money is funneled better to them. So you open shit up, but you want to talk about wearing masks and being safe, but you had everything on lockdown and you guys were looking at a plan to try to keep people quarantined until there was a definite little lull. But there was no lull ever. It never really stopped. It just kept getting more and more and more. Why? Because more and more tests were starting to be done. So, I mean, according to Trump, I guess if you stop testing, it'll go away, right? Yeah. Slow it down, and then the numbers will go down. I mean, that's what we said from the beginning with our first fucking goofy-ass show, that the numbers they put out really don't matter. It's, it's, they're giving us the number of people that are tested. That's all. Uh, we don't know, you know, if it's 1% of the population getting tested, what is going on with the other 99%? We don't know, uh, you know, it, it's weighted, I would imagine, because if I have symptoms, I'm more likely to go get tested. So maybe it's weighted to more people getting it than not, maybe not. We, it, it, just, it means nothing. It's just some fucking fake-ass shit they put, some, like, notch in the fucking door frame of height, you know, to, that they could point to and say, okay, it's at this level. We want it to be at that level. But it means... They really won't know nothing. unless people actually get tested and not everyone's getting tested and that's the problem. Well, and even getting tested, what the fuck is getting tested? I might have it today. I might not have it today, but I might have it tomorrow. I tomorrow, exactly. I don't, I don't want to spend crazy money on te just testing people either because I might test negative yep. and then test positive. I want to spend that money on stopping it from spreading all the money yes stop it from spreading that's where it should go not on what our numbers are today not on fucking uh, dumb bullshit just stop it from spreading how can we mitigate the fucking spread of this murderous disease virus they don't do you know it. you know this, the thing that occurs to me is um, the reality of going out of your quarantine to get tested <laughs> put you at risk for exposure you to know, the virus. Does that make sense? I'm going to go to a fucking place where a bunch of people who think they have symptoms are going to get tested to get tested so I can catch it too? No, fuck y'all. Uh, if I got symptoms, if I can't breathe, that's when I call a go to a hospital or something, you know? That's it. I ain't getting fucking tested. Why? Why do I need to be tested? I'm not like, so I can have a piece of paper. So when you walk up to me, you, you oh, that mother. It's like when AIDS was happening. 
Like, it still is. But, I mean, when AIDS, it was brand new and shit. And it was just ripping, murdering fucking people in the gay community. You could have a fucking I don't have AIDS test fucking piece of paper document in hand and say, okay, I'll suck your dick because you don't have AIDS on that piece of paper. Well, all that piece of paper tells me is you didn't have AIDS yesterday. You didn't have AIDS the day that paper was printed. And that's the same with testing. It does nothing to stop. It does nothing to mitigate. All it is is a research point. Testing is just for research. It's theoretical shit. Just to gauge something. We don't need to gauge right now. We don't need to invest in gauging the spread of the disease. We need to spend our resources in mitigating the spread of the disease. Okay, I guess what is it? The good news is that they have found, I guess there's a specific type of um, steroid that helps those people that actually do get infected as far as fatality rate. Yep. I don't know. I don't remember offhand what the fatality rate or what the curve is or the percentage or whatever the number is, but they saying that there is a better chance with using the steroid to treat COVID in its extreme cases, which are the ones that end up in the hospital, like you're saying, because you can't breathe and you're tired and you just feel like crap the whole time and your body temperature shooting up and down and all those good, wonderful little symptoms, you know? If anybody's going to know that you're sick, it's going to be you, people. Yep. So please uh, be conscious of that. If you feel like you're sick, then you should most definitely stay at home and observe yourself for a bit. But if anything, as far as the symptoms get to be too much of any one of the symptoms, then go. Go to the doctor. Some medical help. Please. And don't be like... Well, I don't feel sick, so I should be. I must be okay. No, because just because you don't feel sick, you could be asymptomatic, or you put yourself at risk for getting it. So don't. Oh well, I I feel fine, so I should be able. No, it's not like that, man. And while we're still talking about fucking essential shit, I'm ag- agnostic. Okay, I don't care what fucking religion you believe in. Fine, groovy. Church is not essential, motherfuckers. It's not essential. God, whatever God you fucking believe in, he'll understand if you stay the fuck home on Sunday for this, during this crisis. He ain't fucking saying, well, or he, she, or it, or spaghetti, is not fucking saying, gather all together and fucking lick each other's faces so you can spread my plague, because that is my great plan. You know, it's not essential that we... Go to church. I'm sorry. I know you might feel it is. Your soul will probably be okay. I feel like most gods are understanding. And they'll be like, yeah, we're cool. We got it. We understand, man. Yeah. Um, Next, guys, how's this for a thought that just really occurred to me? Next week is 4th of July. Huh. Yep. Uh, a lot of things have come up on the internet with regards to that. Police saying they're not going to work on that day. They've been encouraged to call off and not be active duty yeah, that day. The, the fucking cops are butthurt because we're, like, outing them as racists? Is that, like, the whole deal of this? Oh, I'm a cop and I'm butthurt because y'all are saying that we're a bunch of murdering racists, so we ain't going to do our job on the 4th of July. See how you like that, motherfuckers? And some, some, well, I mean, they continue to um, resign. <laughs> they him. just continue to resign. They just continue to resign and resign and resign, Fuck which him. makes me believe, which, which, which makes you kind of wonder, 
where's this personnel that coming from that's out on the streets? Is it military personnel wearing local uniforms? You know, where are they coming from? I watched them clear out D.C. earlier this week. Or I think they're still clearing it out, maybe. I don't know. But there was like 200 black boots, small 400 black boots stomping down fucking avenue. Yep. And they had more backup right after, right behind them. And like, they were wearing masks and stuff like that, right? Gear like they usually do. These guys had no shields. It was just straight baton. Me, we are going to defend ourselves with a stick if you come at us. And I don't know if they shot tear gas or not, but from what I saw, the, the few short minutes that I saw, they were slowly marching down the street, man, and pushing everybody. They did give chance for people to put their, like, their little tents and tables down and shit. They had set up. They gave them a chance to get that out of the way. And I didn't see any violence. It's Well, I mean, yeah, I guess there was some violence. There was one person that was taken into custody right at the beginning of the march. I guess he told him to move, told him to move. He didn't move, and poof, they grabbed him and took him behind the line and took him away. And there was other people that just kind of kept pushing him, pushing him back, pushing him back. They didn't do the same thing to him. So I was like, okay, is this a racial thing there? Because if that's the case, you guys just proved it. But again, I don't know where this personnel is coming from. I don't know if it's military that's being flown in to do things or what, but I don't know where these numbers are coming from. I was muted. <laughs> I silenced myself. Um, you oppress yourself? <laughs> We're going to pick at I you. We're going to have myself. a parade against you, Liz, for oppressing you. <laughs> please, please have a parade against me for oppressing me. It's terrible. Those I oppressed my ear. <laughs> those fucking crybabies want shit both ways. They want to be able to fucking say, we're not going to work that today. So they can go out in their plain clothes and beat the shit out of somebody. And then say, we're exactly. on a cop. You know, they want it both but fucking ways. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Fire them all. Get rid of police. Everyone's so scared. Who are you going to call? We're going to help each other. That's who we're going to fucking call. Your neighbors. Your friends. Fuck the police. You know, and they're not going to yeah. help you. And, and who, and was it Minneapolis did that exactly? They said they're going to disband the police department yep. and replace yep. it with some other type of uh, thing or some type of committee or something. I don't remember, I don't remember exactly what it was, but they're, they're already moving forward with that. And yeah, I'm sure there's there are people wondering, oh, well, who do I call for help? And uh, my thing was like the fire department, depending on what the help what you need, you know? What you need, right. That's, I mean... The, so much money, resources goes into police departments, and they are just, I don't give a fuck, not all cops are bad, yes they fucking are, fuck you, shut up, You're, it's a racial organization, that's a given, I, I'm over that conversation now, stop arguing with me people, they're all racist, fuck them, uh, so much money and resources go into that, instead, disband them all, and put those resources towards domestic violence, Put that resources towards mental health. Put that resources towards homelessness and drug treatment. And if you throw the money that we have been giving police for years and years and years into that shit, crime will go down so fucking far. There'll still be fucking crime. There'll still be some fucking asshole being an asshole. And you know what? Some motherfucker come. Oh, who am I going to call if somebody comes and fucking rapes my kid or something? Who you call? Your fucking neighbors with the bats. That's who you fucking call. 
fuck off, rapist. <laughs> fuck off, drunk asshole. Get the fuck out of here. That's who you call. I have not called you the police once in my life. I've lived in war zones. I've lived in ganglands. I've lived in fucking high crime. I have never needed to call the police. Well, I mean, other people might have called the police in my position. Never once. Not once have I called the fucking police. I don't need them. Protect each other. Stick up for each other. Put all those resources into making people better. You know, it's like here, here in the neighborhood... Um, people are comfortable enough with having packages lit, left at the doorstep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever is on, whatever, boom. They're safe with doing that. And, and I would like to think that I'm safe with doing that. And the reason that we're safe with doing that is because we're watching. We're watching to make sure that that package gets picked up only by the person that lives at that house. You know what I'm saying? If, if I see somebody that I don't recognize trying to pick up a package at my neighbor's house, I'm be like, hey, what are you doing? I'm going to definitely say something. Yeah, so it's it's the neighborhoods. If you if you live in a neighborhood where you at least don't talk to your neighbors then or know some people in your neighborhood, then why do you live there? That's it, man. That That's the, like, unspoken law of trust or whatever that we're looking out for our neighbors you know we're looking out so somebody doesn't come and snatch your fucking package off your front porch you know or worse or worse yeah we don't need those fucking layers and layers and layers in order to get justice that is a con job man that's just something they use to suck resources we don't need fucking the all these industrialized penitentiaries fucking people for slave wages. We don't need all these judicial systems fucking because they're never giving anybody any fucking justice. Somebody does something that breaks that fucking circle of trust shit, handle it. That's all. And, you know, people are scared. Oh, then pirates will come around and fuck us up. I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Pirately. Yeah, you know, uh, people are always going to be like, well, we can't give all this shit up because then some people will just be asshole pirates and come and blow our shit up. And it's like, yes, but that might fucking happen now. There's nothing. Police, don't (laughs) stop that from happening. I will tell you all, every one of y'all, you are not fucking safe because of the police. Anybody can blow your shit up right the fuck now. All the police can do is come there after your shit's blown up. That's it. And take a report. They ain't coming okay. in before well, it happens. They ain't stopping it from happening. Uh, it's not the threat of police. You know, we have police. We have jails. Are people so scared by those things that they're not doing crime anymore? Fuck no, no. they're not. So come on. That shit happens anyway. And, you know, see, I was that's, that's one thing I was going to say most definitely about the subject. 99% of the times, they're showing up after the fact, okay. after the crime is taking place. And like Liz said, they're there, they're going to take a report. Out of those 99, maybe maybe a really, really high number, say 30%, get some results, meaning they find the individual that robbed the store down the street somewhere because they got a good look at them and a good description. But that would have been just the person jumping in their car following them. You know what I'm saying? Yep. 
And you know what? I have less of a problem with someone robbing my store than threatening my life. Yep. Like I'd rather have someone steal something than threaten me. Mm-hmm. And listen, if we fucking put our fucking resources into communications, like the internet, so we are all connected in a way, that's how you stop these fucking pirates. Because yes. then we're all neighbors. We're all communicating yes. with each other. We're sharing and caring, and we're fucking, oh, I heard that. You don't these, have this? Do you need help? It's not like there's going to be rampaging hordes of Huns coming over the hills. And if there are, somebody will certainly insta. <laughs> somebody will take a picture for Instagram. Hey, guys, there's a bunch of fucking Huns coming over the hills. Y'all best uh, get ready for the invasion. I mean, come on. It's hey, so dude, simple. You know, Liz, Liz was talking about, you know, a journalist or we'll call them media, taking a tweet and then just pretty much writing it out, you know, and maybe sometimes saying the name or not saying the name and most definitely not giving credit to the source. <laughs> but yes. they, they go out there and they do this and it's like, uh, well, do you just, like you said, you copied and pasted somebody's remarks. Yeah. You could have gone a little bit further and tried to do the right thing and try to contact the individual for a comment, you know? They could have done a little bit more. That's your difference. It was so hard to reach, guys. That's the difference <laughs> between being a reporter and being a journalist. A reporter just reports, hey, this happened. This is what someone said. A journalist investigates. Good point. Yep. Very good point. Very and true. And that's why I haven't written anything yet, because I want to write something. I am talking to people. I'm seeing who's willing to let me write about their story and link back to what they said. We need to do this. Like, I'm not the first, I'm not the last, and I'm sure there's been other people who are still in places where they feel if they spoke out, they would not be heard or they would be hurt by it. Because wrestling is like that. And it's scary to think about how many people currently have stories but they can't come out about those stories yeah especially in the wwe especially in the wwe i mean so some of some of these women could be in relationships of some kind you know what i'm saying still with their abuser yes right exactly right that that was my thing it's like they could still be in a situation where maybe they can't speak out because you know they're not ready to step out of that relationship, meaning either financially or whatever, whatever the case may be, they have they don't have that opportunity to escape that situation, so they can't say anything yet. So I'm sure there's there's still a lot of girls out there, a lot of women that are in that situation. So I'm not licking butt here or anything. Most people in life interact with someone else showing bravery very, very, very infrequently. Very It's like a, a miracle if you encounter someone who is truly being brave. Uh, I don't always agree philosophically with Liz, but twice in my life she has shown me bravery. Twice. So. What was know, the other time? <laughs> the Occupy shit, man. You were putting yourself on the fucking line for shit for other people, and that's what bravery is, and that's what to me. You know, I don't want to say what your motivation, but to me, 
you speaking out on this shit is also putting yourself in the line of fire for other people so they don't have to. So they have the strength yes. to stand up against it. And that's, that and, is bravery to me. Not fucking, oh, he showed real bravery when he ran down the field for 90-yard touchdown. Shut the fuck up. Well, see, that was the hardest thing about coming out for me, too, is knowing that a lot of people are going to not be there for me or turn on me. And people's silence, to me, has been stunning based on who's reached out to me and who hasn't. Where I have people who are in very high places who have reached out to me, even publicly, and people who are my supposed friends who haven't said a peep to me about it. It's, and it's like, it's disheartening. It really is. It's yes. really disheartening that I work in a business that we're supposed to trust each other with our lives in each other's hands, but we can't trust each other not to sexually assault us. Yeah. Guys and girls. Natural you know, mostly the women, but guys too. Yeah. It's, it's a sad fucking state of affairs where... If you really want to be disappointed, go public with some shit that was done to you and watch how many people don't yep. say shit. And you will be yep. disappointed. And that is so fucking sad. And that makes it all the more brave when people actually do that. Because people, fucking Liz, knows full fucking well that lots of people are going to call bullshit. Lots of people are going to throw shit her way. Lots of people are not going to say a just think what would have happened that. if I would have said something when it happened. Yeah, she waved that flag knowing that most people are going to ignore the fuck out of it. And did it yep. anyway. And that's gangster, man. That's it. And the least you motherfuckers can do is call it yourselves. Stop it when you see it. Don't tell me how The Undertaker yep. is a great fucking locker room guy because nobody's a great locker room guy if there's bullshit going on in the locker room. No one is a fucking great role model if there's bullshit going on. Nobody is. And you know what? That's the thing. It's sex is fine and touching people is fine as long as it's consensual. Yes. If people are consensual with it, it's fine. But if it's not consensual, it's not cool. You know, it's like, what the fuck? That's a violation. You know, and it's like, it's not that, it's not something, consent isn't that hard to get. No. It's like, I don't even know. I don't even know. It's like, I don't understand how people don't know this. I don't understand how it's yeah. 2020 and we're still explaining consent to motherfuckers. I fucking, like, have had awesome sex configurations in every configuration I can think of. And they've always been fucking consensual. And I don't see what the problem is. Yo, you want to do this? Yeah. No. Okay, cool. It's, it's like anything fucking yes. else, man. Don't, you don't fucking just grab somebody uh, and take them fishing. You don't kidnap somebody and take them fucking fishing and tie them to a chair and stick a rod up their ass. No, I have kidnapped someone and taken them fishing, but I did not yeah, tie a rod still... in their in their stick a rod up their ass or tie them to a chair. I was just like, w "Where are we going? I'm not telling you." We get there and they're like, "Sweet, are you like burying me in the lake, or are we getting a boat and going out there?" I'm like, "No, we're getting a boat and going out there. Fishing poles are in my truck." <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're if you're okay enough to ask somebody to go 
shopping, to ask somebody to go fishing, to ask somebody to go fucking, then you should be okay enough to ask somebody if they want to have this type of contact with you. Yes. That's all. Uh, it just seems so common sense. I don't understand. Why not? And the thing is, it's either a yes or a no. <laughs> yeah, and every end is okay. Yeah. All right. I'm cool with that. Yeah. No, good. All right. No problem. I'll and that's the thing, too, though. What's really scary way. is sometimes people will take silence as consent. Yep. And that's why I say silence is consent. Because if you... And it's scary in the moment. And I don't say... And I say that, but I don't. It's not a way to victim blame. It's that we need people to be able to feel that they can speak up. And that's what's terrifying is like, I felt like I couldn't speak up. I felt like at that point, I was still trying to like, I was still involved in wrestling at that point. I was still like not sure of like what I was doing. I, I realized now more than ever, like looking back, how shell-shocked I was by the whole experience. You know, and trying to compartmentalize that because I couldn't deal with that trauma and the potential trauma of potentially being homeless and living with strangers and trying to find more work and working here and working there. Like I worked for the Israeli locksmith mafia, I call them, you know, it's like, I, I can pick rocks. Like I'll, I'll tell you that, but my job was on the phones. Um, I, I had a very hard time in Los Angeles. And it led me into a lot of the activism because that's kind of the stuff I had cared about before. And it was kind of like a release. But at the same time, it was just like a whole other traumatic situation. And I just piled traumatic situation on top of traumatic situation for a while. And honestly, I, I feel lucky I am put together enough that I can talk about this now. Because my post-traumatic stress disorder a few years ago asked Mill, he saw it, he, he was there when I was starting to come out of it. Um, I was not like this. I was not, I did not say as much when I, I did speak out sometimes, but I didn't, I didn't say very much. I just kind of sat, I listened, I talked to people, but I had to say something in this aspect. I, I it hit me a month ago when somebody who worked for NWA said that if someone was a victim, um, that they should go to the police. Otherwise, you know, they can't really be taken seriously as a victim. And I said, well, you should DM me because we need to talk. And they didn't. And now they've been a voice for change. And I'm not going to say who that is. Um, but... It's like, I wish they would have listened to me a month ago because I wasn't even trying to go public like I did with this. But also in reading everybody else's stories who came before mine and also the stories that came after, uh, this needed to be said because Dave had access to a lot of young women, a lot of people who you know, are willing and hungry like I am to just, like, move around and try new things and try to get a spot. And it's, like, at that point, I didn't expect to be, like, a big star or anything like that. It was NWA Hollywood. They're on the uh, uh, cable access channel. You know, it's not a big deal to me. 
it's something that could have been fun and could have like propelled me into other things I want to do as far as media, which I've already done on my own. Like I'm a producer for Hemp Can Save the Planet. I'm a producer for Little People of Wrestling. I've been featured on other stuff. I've I'm after filmography. Uh, my my footage my footage and myself has been in the film Radicalized, which is available on Amazon and I believe on other streaming services. I'm not sure exactly everywhere it is, but you know, I've done shit on my own and none of that was because somebody held me up to do so. It was because I did the things I did. You know, and for Dave to say he helped me you know, that shows me he's he's going to say the same thing to people, you know, who he hurt in other places. And there's been people before me. There's been people after me. People need to speak out. Like, people need to stop fearing retribution if they do speak out. Me, as we talked about earlier, people said they're not going to book me. I don't give a fuck. Don't book me. I don't know who you are. Don't book me. I don't care. Like, I don't care. I do my own shit. I don't need you to book me. Yep. Literally don't. So... This is it's, the biggest. It's how do we change things going forward? The the biggest tragedy of the whole thing to me is everyone is aware of actions having consequences. Okay, everyone's yes. aware of that, and the problem, the biggest problem, is these predators and the victims. All right, the victims feel like the consequences the predator faces of their actions is less than the consequences of the victim's actions of speaking up. Absolutely. And that is the fucking problem. That is the inequity. That is the ridiculousness of this entire thing, is that the victim feel ha is in a place where they have to feel the repercussions, the consequences of the action of their standing up for themselves are worse then the consequences will be for the person who's perpetrating the shit. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But that leads me back to people saying things to me or things online about me because they don't have the balls to actually at me on Twitter. I had to like, like search myself on Twitter to see some of these comments people were telling me about. But, um, and actually a whole Reddit thread got deleted about, Oh this situation, God. which I didn't get to read. And I'm like, wow, Reddit really deleted something? That's crazy. You know, but I haven't been active there in years and to find out like like people were telling me about it and literally as they're reading me posts, like they go to refresh it and it's gone. <laughs> it's like, oh. Uh, but people are saying like, well, why did she feel safe to sleep in a bed with a guy? She should, you know, that's like like saying I'm a tease or something. Well, first of all, why shouldn't I feel safe to sleep in a bed with someone who's supposed to be a platonic friend who cares about me? Like, why shouldn't I feel safe? Like, I'm sorry, my guy friend should be making me feel, feel safe. Um, I shouldn't feel like I'm in danger sleeping in a bed with somebody. Um, I come from the music scene, the punk rock scene specifically, and you know, I shared beds with people and nobody ever laid their hands on me. And wrestling, hate to say it, but it's not always very glamorous. So when you're an indie wrestler, like, they'll get you a hotel room, but there might be six people in that hotel room. You know, it's about respect. And Dave didn't show me fucking respect. And, you know, he didn't talk to me. 
he didn't talk to me before this, let alone after this, that email that he read was literally our only communication and be responding okay because I was at a work meeting that night. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with people? And he's not the only one. It's like the 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 mental and physical and emotional abuse that women go through is just I'm not saying men don't go through it too. Yes, they do. But women go through it to a much de de greater degree, and black women for sure do. Granted, though, I will say most of the black women in my life, at least, don't put up with no shit. And they've given me a lot of strength by teaching me not to put up with shit. Because I grew up in a, a house with, like, somebody who ruled the house with an iron fist. And it was, it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. You know, so that all leads into why I didn't speak out because I grew up scared. I grew, I knew I was scared. I didn't want to be thrown out into the street in the middle of the night. Like you don't know how it is to be a woman and be homeless or, you know, be like wondering like if you're going to be on the street the next day or what's going to happen. You really don't like, unless you've been there and men like to be real, you, you can't most, most, if not all, men can never imagine what it's like to be sexually assaulted because they fantasize about it. Like, I, I was talking to some friends about, like, what happened. And, you know, while they sympathize with me, they still say, well, you know, that's some guy's fantasies of having, like, a sleeping girl that they take advantage of or, you know, things like that. And it's like, yeah, but you could still get consent to do that. You could still be like, yo, I'm turned on by this. Are you down to do this? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem that hard to me. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, and, and another point you bring up is, like, people talking about it on Reddit and shit like that. TV shows, movies, books, fictional accounts, those are the things that should spark discussions about nuanced issues. Yes. That's where you discuss, you know, you watch 13 Reasons Why, and you talk about fucking disassociation, you talk about rape culture, you talk about... That sparks discussion. That's what you do. Not real, my life. Real life shit isn't something people should be discussing without Liz or the person, whoever it is, in the discussion, in the conversation. Yep. I mean, if you want to say, well, why would she sleep in bed with the guy? Well, listen... If I'm okay enough with because the person, with him. if I'm okay enough with the person to suplex me safely, I'm okay enough that they won't insert some part of the body into some part of mine while I'm sleeping. You know, I should be. That should be like, well, if I could trust that this fucker won't dump me on my head, I should trust that they won't fucking date rape me. You know, it's just come on, common sense. What the fuck? You know, my, my perspective as far as that is I have been in bed with other people out on the road, trips, things like that, and nothing ever happened unless it was already agreed upon. So, I mean, like I say, it's like, if you, if there people, first of all, if you're fantasizing about stuff like this, uh, keep it that way. Don't make it a reality. Okay. Or if you make it a reality, make sure you have consent from the person. Yeah. Right, right. And if, you, if this is something that you want to learn I'm about, sorry, there's, there's kings yeah, that no. people think are crazy that if, are if, pretty if, legit, but like... Yeah, if, if you consent. find a partner 
you know, if you find a partner that's willing to live out that fantasy, you know, it's probably because you discuss that fantasy and they're into exactly. it too. Exactly. So, Look, it, it always, I mean, it seems to always come down to power in some way or other. And, uh, and I'm going to be like totally, I live in a 24 7 power exchange kind of relationship, dominant submissive, 24 7. But it's sure. not non consensual. It's open. Exactly. That is the deal. Exactly. That, you know, the power exactly. exchange is building. And you get that. And some people are into that. And some people are not into that. And that is fine. Yes. There's nothing wrong with it. What is wrong is being an emotional vampire, being a fucking rapist, yes. being a fucking, yes. you know, all those things, being a manipulator, all those things are fucking wrong. They're just fucking wrong. There's, oddly enough, a system in place where you can fucking make everything be okay and it's called talking and saying, hey, is it okay? I, I feel like doing this. How about you? Yes, that's exactly it. And that's that's the thing is like, I feel like especially Americans, especially really just don't understand that don't understand like, like you talk through things and granted, it's not just Americans, there's plenty of people out there who are like that wives and wives are getting raped every day here in this country and all over the world why because men see women as property and we're not your property you know and it's like it i don't even know it's like well i might be there for your entertainment i'm not there for your amusement if hmm. that makes sense yeah or vice versa i'm not really sure which the right term is um, like, I am, I am down to be, like, provocative in a lot of ways, but it's like, what I do is what I do. What you say to me and the way you treat me determines how I treat you. Um, and I'm not down with being touched in my sleep like I'm not down with yeah. even in my day-to-day -day life I keep a circle of uncomfortable space I before COVID I already was like stay six the fuck feet away from me like I should not be able to reach you and hit you if I can hit you and you're standing that close to me yeah that's your problem not mine too close <laughs> you're too close like sorry like too close unless you have my consent to be too close to me, like no, no, like, let's and be even, real. Like, and even then, Liz, if I went up to give you a hug, there's always that chance you're gonna hit me. So, <laughs> and you've never seen me hit anybody. Uh, I don't know, maybe. Even, even no uh, brainless consent should be getting consent should be. Uh, even worse is when you. No, you do not have its consent, and you attach something to force consent of a type. Yes. When you say, uh, hey, you want to suck my dick? No, I don't. No? Oh, yeah? Well, I'll <laughs> tell you what. If you don't suck my dick, you ain't going in the ring tonight. 
you know? Oh, too bad. I ain't going to ring. <laughs> Conditions. I mean... Conditions, what exactly. The fuck is, I mean, that that's why I'm not as flabbergasted by shit like that. Because I'm like, we're so fucking stupid, we don't even get the concept of no. Never mind fucking, well, if you don't, if you don't do pay the rent, I'm gonna have to fucking... Well, I'm telling you, if you don't take it up the ass, I'm going to have to fuck you up the ass. What? I have never been booked on who I, based on who I slept with. And I have never been booked because I slept with somebody. Like, or would be willing to. Like, people book me based on my own merit or the fact that they think I'm so outrageous that I have entertainment value, which I do. Yep. You know, I have a lot of skill, a lot of entertainment value. Not everybody understands the cost of that value, but, you know, at my age, like, I'm sorry, it costs a little more. But, hell, if you bring me in and you give us a little extra, I bring a whole crew with me. I have a whole posse of referees, greenhorns, right. you know, even wrestlers who've been around. I have names, you know. It's like, just work with me on it. I could get you a. Sh I could build you a whole show before you could even blink your eyes. Liz runs deep. I do. It's I, you know, and it's. I have weird friends in strange places, and I love you all. And sometimes I get mad at some of you because, you know, that's a problem with being in wrestling. It's like some of these people are really old school, and some of their ways are really fucking abusive. And you know, when I'm not afraid to tell, like. For instance, like, I've had very frank conversations with Sabu, telling him some of his <laughs> ways. Like, I yelled at him. He he told me he thought I was too forward with the wrestlers. We were in New Orleans for WrestleCon. And I was like, you do realize that I don't know these people through you. I know these people through my own who I am. Like, they know me. I know them. I don't know, need you to tell me who I am in wrestling. Like, we have a whole different agenda. Like, I have friends. I talk shit. Why do I talk shit? Because I realize it's a boy's world, and if I talk shit, I don't get fucked with as much. So people respect me because I'm willing to talk shit to them. Like, straight up, like, I've had things said to me that I'm like, Normally, I'd probably sock somebody, but I'll play it off and I'll just turn it back on them because I have that kind of wit. But not everybody has that in them to do that kind of shit. And it's even if I have that kind of wit, it's not that it's not hurtful to me. It's that I'm just blowing it off in the moment to survive. It's a survival instinct, yep. you know, and even as a smart kid, I was a nerd. I'm a smart kid. I have a very high IQ. Even though I don't seem like I do, I do. And I, as a survival instinct, learned to kind of not talk about that. Not kind of show my knowledge. Why? Because when I was always called on or raised my hand, I got beat up after class. And I got sick of it. And it's not just sex things like you were saying you know you don't you've never been booked because you had slept with somebody it's other shit too I mean I think how ridiculous it would sound if it said you know well uh, it, you wear blue so I'm not gonna book you 
Well, people won't book me because I'm an anarchist or because I'm Antifa. Okay, I've always been. It's and like plenty it's of... completely unrelated. What does it have to do with anything? Yeah, what's funny is I have people who are openly conservative Republicans who are standing behind me on this, so I don't know what to tell you, bro. I'm an anarchist, so they know it. <laughs> it just... I'm just... I don't know, man. I mean, the whole thing, we, we like system and cause shit all the time. We're like, well, don't... Symptoms, you know, don't address your symptoms. Get to the root of the disease. You know, the sex thing is we've made this like nudity, sex, taboo kind of fucking programmed into ourselves like naughty bitch, yes. you know what I mean? We've made it such a fucking huge monster of a fucking thing that we let it be a weapon, you know? We, we Well, like, nudity is automatically sexualized in the United States and it's yeah, so weird. And like, Hey guys, earlier I was talking about the the TV evangelist and God and all this other stuff, and I don't, you know, it's it's one of those things that I just I don't know how I happened to come across. I saw a couple of places actually, and there's something called like like it's like an anti masturbation cross. It's oh God, pretty, yes, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. And I'm that. thinking so, and I'm thinking it's like, and I've seen some of the right the the stuff that it's saying about it. And I'm thinking to myself. Do churches or religions really go to that extreme to the yes. where restrain a child in the You know what a eunuch is, right? Yes, I do. Okay. They did go to that extreme. They cut off the young boy's balls so they would be, you know, part of the part of the church forever. So I mean, like I mean, but I mean, they 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 call it for children. They sell this device, and basically, you're pretty much putting your kid in a restraining jacket from like the chest down, with arms out, so that they can't touch themselves or self-rape themselves. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like, and I thought to myself, if this is real, maybe there's people out there doing this, and I'm thinking to myself, wow. That child, those people, they are, like, lost in space somewhere. Well, that's the problem is children are sexually repressed because they don't teach kids in this country or in most of white America about their own bodies. Like, it's just not a thing, you know, and that's part of the problem. They, I mean, it's like they put it off on religion, they put it off on the school, but in, you know, in reality, that comes down to the parent. And being able to discuss that with the child, you would hope. But because of religion, the parents aren't always doing, doing that, that, you know? That's, that's part, part of the issue. That, yeah, that, that was the thing of what I'm saying. I keep flashing back to that TV evangelist doing this, and I'm like, oh my god. Just crazy. Well, that's what they do, you know. These TV evangelists, these, you know, and that's why it's funny because, like, I'm a nerd and I used to play role playing games with my friends, like Dungeons and Dragons, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, one, one of them is called Vampire and Masquerade. Oh my god, that's what I was just going to say. Yes. I used to okay, play that too. So. 
My character was a, a Mulvacian preacher who was, ran a super church. So basically, my character was a psychic vampire who fed off of their mega churches, like people, um, energetically. So when I debuted this character, everyone at the game, their jaws just kind of dropped like, wait, you want to do what now? Can she do that? Oh, she can. Oh, that's nasty. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, because these people who spent years building empires in this game, I just walked in with one. Yep. <laughs> well, what's so funny that you said vampire, masquerade, and Malkavian and shit is I literally, truly, really have a tattoo of the broken mirror for Malkavian. <laughs> Like one of my tattoos oh, my here because I was Malkavian because I love that shit so much. I wanted to LARP it up. I, I got a big, like across my belly, I have a big stone fucking wall for Stonewall thing. And right at the fucking top of it is a big cracked mirror for fucking Malkavian. Ah, oh, so real. It really is. It's, 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 it's awesome. gaming is fun. Gaming is fun and you know, it's like, to understand me, it's to know my favorite movie is The Dark Crystal. Yeah. I love that, though. Did you watch the it's, sequel thing? Oh, I the did. whole little series thing? Oh my god, it's amazing, and it I love so it, good. and it's like my favorite thing ever. Uh, I think they did, it's actually, te technically it's a prequel, not a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and it really does capture what it's about. And that was what it was important because I was worried they weren't going to do that. But they not only captured what it was about, they took it a step further. Yeah. They really showed you where it all came from and the divisions. And in reality, like as a small <laughs> child, the first time I saw that movie, I think I was five or six. And it affected me. I was like, there's going to be a darkness that runs through and like people need to fight that. And I guess I always saw that and a lot of other people can't. And that, that's part of my problem is I can see things that I shouldn't or that other people can't. And, you know, it's something that's always been in me, whether people believe it or not. And I wish... It worked for all situations. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's just not the way it does. Yep. Because, okay, even with Dave, even with what he did to me, is there some slight goodness in him? Yes. Because if there wasn't a goodness in any of these abusers, people wouldn't be drawn to them. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. They wouldn't be able to, like... Cap encapsulate people or capture people's attention the way they do. You gotta put like, money in the trap, to, man. Exactly. And, you know, he even agreed with me. Oh, I never did any of this stuff. Like, I never, like, no, he was never sexualized towards me until he did that to me. Like, he, he treated me like I was his legit friend. Yeah, he put his arm around me. But, like, you know what? I have lots of friends like that. One of my favorite pictures is a gay friend of mine. His mom took it. It's me and him cuddled on the couch. I'm the big spoon. He's the little spoon. We were watching horror movies and he was terrified. And we we're just chilling out on the couch. And we were teenagers. And his mom 
has that on her Facebook page and makes me, it makes me laugh every time I look at that. People should be able to have platonic friendships. Even guys, it's like you hear this whole no homo shit. It's like, yo, guys, you should be able to, like, lay on a bed next to each other and not, like, worry about no homo, like, because nobody's going to touch each other. You're just tired and you want to go to bed. I don't even get that. I mean, because I'm, like, pansexuals. I'm, like, all across the spectrum. I don't even get it. Why do you even got to say that? Like, you don't fucking... I don't sit on a bus next to some female gender presenting and be like, I'm not going to fuck you. I mean, so why do you got to... No homo. Are you so scared that somebody might think that's why you're a fucking homophobe? Because you're so scared. But those are the same guys who will treat women the way we do. They're afraid the men are going to treat them the way that they treat women. They treat women, exactly. Like, no, I ain't nobody's bitch, you know? Just all shit like that. Oh, you all my bitches. No homo. <laughs> no homo. No homo to me means really, really homo. If somebody said no homo to me, I'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Super homo. <laughs> Fuckers. What's this homo even mean, though? So dumb. So dumb. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, I hate coming across, like, elitist or anything like, like, oh, God, you're so dumb, you fucking look at gender definite. But it just, I, I can't compute it. I just can't, shit is fun, it's fun. Shit's not fun, it's not fun. That's the whole exactly. game. That's the entire game right there. Shit is or isn't. Consent. But, uh. Yes. And guess what? Even if you give consent, sometimes, ooh, fuck. I just totally like. I don't even know what I did. I just broke my. I just broke my stand. Um, sometimes you can give consent, and you can also take away that consent yeah. because sometimes things that were fun are no longer fun, and that happens. You know, sometimes fun is subjective. Yeah, check in on your consent. You know that it's up to yes. date. It's like the analogy would be you were dating somebody in high school and you used to make out all the time and then you don't see them for 20 years and then you see them, you don't automatically start making out. It's not like, you know, this is, we're exactly where we were then. No. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so silly that we have to, that people need that shit explained. Yeah, I, I just don't even know what to say with some of that. I just don't. I hate people. <laughs> I have really... Sorry, guys. I have really bad luck with tripods. I just broke another tripod. Like, the tripod part came off. The actual cell phone holder is fine. But my cell phone's too big, and it fell out, and it broke the... Oh, man. No. <laughs> that's that's your next shirt. Your, your next shirt is gonna be like a no sign over a tripod. She's the tripod What's exterminator. The... So I used to have a monopod with like a T junction on top of it and I'd hold my cell phone on one side and an H D camera on the other side, right? And the monopod gave me like a foot to drop down so I could steady cam it. 
Let me tell you, that thing came in handy because I can't count how many times it had dents in it from how many times the cops hit me with their batons, but I held it the proper way and they ended up hitting the tripod versus me. <laughs> or the monopod versus me. When did monopods turn into selfie sticks? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Which state 2012, Oh, God. But see, this is the thing when we were little kids, we used to talk about like having Dick Tracy watches where you could talk to someone. If I had one of the Samsung watches, I could literally do this stream over the watch and be like, okay, guys. But that would suck. So I'm doing it on my phone because none of my computers are legitimate enough to work with me to be able to do the stream live so my phone is the best option and that's where we live we can watch tv on our phones people have a 30 second like attention span because all they do is watch these little short clips instant gratification that's what that's why people won't wear masks because they want instant gratification now 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 Yep, give it to me, give it to me. Right now, right now, right now. That's not the way life works, sorry. What I want to know is, okay, Star Trek, we've got communicators now. We can talk to yeah. communicators. We've got tricorders now. We could diagnose shit by scanning and all that. Yep. Where the fuck are my teleports? I want to teleport, motherfuckers. Spin those quarks or whatever the fuck you got to do so that I can teleport from here to there. Oh. They're keeping that out of our hands because they know we're trouble if we teleport. I just want a little teleport. Like, could you imagine instant protest because we could teleport? I just my imagination is instant poop. I could just teleport my poop into the toilet and I have to get up. <laughs> I'm a simple person with a simple plan. I just want to get a simple poop dream. here and you just want to teleport your poop. <laughs> I, I'm scared that teleport when it comes is going to be like that uh, I don't remember which of the illusionist magician movies it was but the one with Bowie where they fucking did the traveling box thing where he went in one box and out the other but what the real trick was they were cloning him and then killing the clone yes yeah, that's yes. my fear of teleportation. Oh, shit, it's going to be that future with stacks of clone bodies. <laughs> well, that's the whole concept of the Venture Brothers, and once I figured that out, I was like, oh, God! <laughs> yeah. now, if we so, I'll be right back, guys. Okay. If we can make disposable clones edible so they serve us nutrients i'd be okay with that i mean that's another taboo but i'd be okay with uh, here have a disposable clone you know you always wanted to try fucking cliff diving but you're too scared just run a copy of yourself fucking have them cliff dive uh if it dies it dies and transfer the experience into your own brain again back to you and then eat your fucking clone for nutrition it's like a self-sustaining system my thing I think would be phasers set them to stun that way nobody gets killed anymore Yeah. oh well they got those already they got stun guns I mean they could shoot us with light that debilitates us that you know makes us nauseous or makes us drop to the ground 
They got lasers that could fucking <coughs> through shit. You know, they got phasers from stun to all the way to kill. But we don't have teleport yet. I, I don't understand it. What? I would have thought that would have been the first thing we wanted to get. Like the jets to be able to flying go fucking cars. From, from one location to another based on coordinates. Boom. Yeah, just boop, boop. But no. Failing me again, science, you bastards. I can't. They can never get. Can never have the fun stuff, right? <laughs> no, because somebody ruined it. Somebody ruined a good time, and all the newest shit. If it, you want shit to get big, let it have something to do with sex. A new technology you want to get, exploit to get big, have a sex variant of it. Because like, uh, videotapes, Betamax fucking died because porn went on videotape and then the internet because porn was on the internet you know and fucking remote control vibrators so you can like fucking buzz your chick or person across the globe just by pushing buttons on your thing fucking here that that's how fucking simple we are as primates that is just like rub our fucking bulbous bits and we're happy every advance is based on uh, fucking Viagra. We can't cure colds. We can't cure cancer. We can't stop racism. But I can fucking science my way into a blue pill that makes my dick get hard. Because that's fucking important. You know, it's so goofy. Did you see that Dick Cheney shit today? Talking about Viagra. What's that? <laughs> Talking about Viagra, uh, Dick Cheney's wife today tweeted a picture of Dick Cheney wearing a mask, and she said, real men wear masks. And I thought, wow, when the fucking evilest twat in the world, Dick Cheney, is shaming you, Donald Trump, you're really low. You're really like fucking bottom of the barrel when even Dick Cheney is taking shots at you. Everybody's taking shots at Trump right now. I mean, he knows he fucked up. Dick Cheney was a guy who got away with shooting another dude in the face. <laughs> you know? He shot another motherfucker right in the fucking face. Mm, nothing happened. And even he is fucking trolling Trump right now about the masks. Well, that's funny because when I talk about like what ha when I got shot by LAPD with the 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 less lethal that was like they put a little X in it so it exploded into buckshot, I say I got Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was such like I he was such a fucking trope. He was like dead on Emperor Palpatine. <sighs> <laughs> he is. He totally is. And, and Trump. The spear from Pine works so good. Trump is Doctor Evil. Like that's who he's patented his existence on. That's the trope he fits in. Doctor Evil. One billion dollars. <laughs> one, one, one billion dollars. Oh, Would you like a hot pocket? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's coffee and cookies time, my favorite, second favorite time of day. <laughs> yeah, if you mix Dr. Evil with, like, Idiocracy, you definitely have Trump. <laughs> Idiocracy in 1984 were not supposed to be guides, but they totally were, and it's not good. We're not in a good place right now, everybody. This is bad. Very, very bad. It made me think of Michael Moore. <laughs> Fuck Michael Moore. I know. Fuck Michael Moore. It's... He left Rich Casaldo behind and fuck that shit. So Rich was the guy he featured in Bowling for Columbine in the Kmart, like, oh, well, you shouldn't sell ammo anymore. And he was a Columbine victim. So he he's alive. He lives in California. He is confined to a wheelchair, which, like, it's very difficult for him. I won't lie. It's, I've watched him struggle, and it's very difficult for him. And Michael Moore has done nothing to help him since that video. He's been taken advantage of by people. He's gone through a lot. Um, as a victim, he has post-traumatic stress disorder. He did not know the the guy, the kids who shot him at all. Um, he's a music producer. He's very intelligent, a great person, and it kills me to watch him go through all this. And Michael Moore profited off of his pain and other people's pain and hasn't done anything to help those people. What's really weird about Michael Moore and me, I go so fucking <coughs> polemic on him, hate fucking... And it's weird, like, the pretend views he espouses, I tend to agree with. But I always dislike him for some reason. And there used to be this other fucking dude who was, like, total far-right dude that used to troll fucking him all the time. And I hated that guy, too. Oh. But... I what, can't remember. Who, I know who you were talking about. I can't remember his name. But Michael Mora found out because they both liked... I forgot who it was. Some old fucking singer who's the old singer uh gloomy sunday maybe not, not, not billy holiday the other one that we like the torch that fucking michael mora mm, hold on ah, i'll tell crazy. you the torch singer and michael mora found out that they liked her oh nina simone that's it nina simone i nina love her simone. yeah and this fucking troll person and right, this troll person fucking and Michael Mora both loved Nina Simone, and he found out that this troll person had his wife was really ill or some shit, and gave them a bunch of money to fucking help. And I that was like, well fuck, how am I gonna hate Michael Mora now? I mean I do still. But I found other ways to. But there was that just a weird point where I was like, this is such an odd conglomeration of shit. Like, this guy's trolling this guy on the internet, but they both like Nina Simone. And because of that, they found a happy medium place and he helped another person out. And that's what life should be like and isn't. And it, it totally isn't. 
You know, like I have people who I have nothing in common with, who I have better relationships with than the people who I agree completely with. Yeah, there's people I disagree completely with that I like hanging out with, and there's people who have the same exact beliefs as me that I can't fucking stand. I mean, it's just, it's the way it is. Yep. It comes down. It comes down to respect. Yep. You know, you gotta respect the individual to respect their opinion. And we you see don't... that the cops demand respect, but they don't give it. In order to get it, I feel like you have to give it. I'm not for this whole like respect based on what your perceived position in life is. Fuck yeah. that. If you don't give respect, you don't get it. Or you're like flag, you know. Oh, respect yes. that flag. Respect that military because they're fighting for your freedoms. It's just respect individuals. Total freedom yes. within your own bubble as long as you're not fucking somebody else's bubble up. It's just a perfect way to go, man. Just don't fucking fuck with somebody else's bubble. And unless they want yes. you to. And they'll say, hey, can you come over here and fuck up my bubble a little bit? I'll be like, yeah, awesome. I'm a pro it fucking bubbles up but that's it that's that's what free speech and freedom means to me is freedom within your own personal zone and everyone else respecting everyone yes. else's personal zone exactly exactly and that's the thing if you can't respect my personal zone like what the fuck like what the fuck yeah like I don't know. Like I've I've given so many people the space to be who they are even when the outside world won't. And I know that doesn't make sense to everybody, but the people who are part of this show, especially Dante, understands that. Because like even myself, I've hidden a lot of myself away. And I don't feel it's necessary to give those parts of myself to everybody. Nope. I don't know. I just don't. Like, and some people do, and more power to you if you do. But, like, people don't deserve to know who I really am unless they do. And if I've opened up to you, you're a very lucky person. You know, and I've opened up with a lot of things just in general, but people still don't really know me. Like, and those that do, like, they're like, wow, you know? It boggles. It's well, I mean, it is a gift. With, like with, I said, it's a gift to give somebody. With what with Liz is saying is, some people don't deserve to to see that side of you. You know, what I'm saying some people don't deserve that because they haven't maybe earned that trust. Yeah. Or that level, or that level of um, relationship is never going to go to that point. You understand? There's some people you're just not going to do that with. Well, like, you earned a level of trust with me. Most people don't. Why? Because we're very much alike, just in complementary ways. Not necessarily in the same way, in complementary ways. Yeah. And a lot of people, it's like, uh, like, Dante Oblivion is the real fucking me. You know what I mean? It's like, that is me. Sure. And I share it with fucking, I don't give a fuck. I share it with everyone, and that's how it is. And some people 
are behind their name or their image or gimmick, and they only share it with someone. And all of that is all fucking good. Why? Yes. It doesn't have to be negative. It doesn't have to be, well, you don't deserve to have my shit. It's all positive. Yeah, I, I gift you my shit. Look at it when you get it as a gift. It's not a given. It's a gift. Yes. That's what people need to understand. Yeah. And it doesn't matter <coughs> if this person in their bubble fucking 10 steps away from me is gay, trans, bi, whatever. It's not in my bubble. I don't care. Do do you, brah? Rock on. Doesn't affect... I have no justification to possibly say you should be like my bubble. Your bubble should be like mine. It's just... It's silly. It's... I don't know. And we did it all to ourselves. For sure. We programmed ourselves to be fucking idiots. For sure. I agree with that 100% because I just watched it happen again and again and again. Yep. And, you know, I really, like, I try to be all nihilistic and fucking jaded and shit, but I really hope You're somebody, not. somebody hears some stupid ass shit that I'm shock valuing, spitting out there and they're in the middle of fucking Kansas or some shit and they're like oh, that's fucking cool, man. Some places some people can just <laughs> be them fucking selves. I don't even like that fucking Dante Oblivion asshole. He's just a jerk off, but I love the fact that there is a place where he can be Dante Oblivion. Yes. And that's it, man. I, I would love to feel that way. That everyone feels there's a place where I could be. That is the best thing you will ever find in life, I think. Is somebody who is happy letting you be yourself and loves you for that. That is, like, amazing. That is a big thing for sure. Yeah. It's a huge thing, man. Like, they don't have to love the same things. They just love you because you're you. And that's awesome. And you got to love yourself first, and most people don't. No, it's hard to. When you live in a world that makes you hate yourself, how, how can you love yourself? Yep. We put up these avatars that we make ourselves have to live up to knowing we're always going to fall short. You're not that pretty boy. You're not that tall, thin. You're not that, you know? We just set, set fucking hurdles for ourselves because we hit ourselves so we could wound ourselves so we could remind ourselves, oh, well, you sure you're sad, but you have a reason to be sad because you're fucked up. It's just, it's crazy what we do to ourselves. Why do we have to be fucked up? That's a whole question. That's a whole other question. I would love somebody like, to blame. <laughs> why don't we live in a world where, like, teachers and those in, in supposed semblance of power stick up for those students who they know can get ahead, but their families won't let them? That doesn't, still doesn't exist. You know, it's... People are held back for intelligence. People are held back for difference. And those are the people who, historically, if you look at, those are the people who we should be listening to. Yeah. 
because those are the people with the true answers. And whether it comes, it comes organically through them, but it doesn't always come when you expect it to come. I don't know how to say yeah. it. It might make sense to a couple of us, but not everybody, but Somebody. it's just one of those things that takes time. <laughs> well, it's like I, I was talking about we have people down here now, and one of the people, uh, an older person that I was... And, I, you know, I was espousing my shit, saying that this is what I think the world should be like, blah, blah, blah. Everything, sharing, caring, helping each other, learning by example, all that. And he was like, yeah, but how do you expect... That can never happen. And I said, why not? And he said, because people won't let it happen. And I'm like, but what's stopping it is you saying it'll never happen. That's what's stopping it, is everybody saying, no, yes. that shit won't happen. It's like, That's a big part of what is stopping it. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, you have to at some point just say you can't fucking always play it safe. You can't always say, "Oh well, yeah, we want this whole orange, but we're never gonna get that whole orange because we're not worthy of that whole orange." It's that all, same self hate thing again. We're not worthy. But of it's that the whole thing. Little steps we have to take. Why? Why can't we just all be fucking not assholes now? You have to pick and choose your battles. So if you're like, I'm not worthy of the whole orange, or you're like, well, why aren't we all worthy of the whole crop? Yeah, everybody why does the is whole worthy crop of go everyone? to one person? Yes. It's just, I, I don't understand thought is the goof, silliest thing to me that I can't I can't wrap my head around we live, thought. <laughs> we live on a different existence than most people do. Well, I don't feel like we're exactly in a different um, like they talk about overlaying uh, how do I put it? I'm trying to think of how to put this to a layman's perspective. Like, they talk about how different realities overlie each other. Right. I don't exactly feel like we're in a different reality. I feel like that we're ahead of other people in this one. And we already know what we've been through and come from. And people tend to forget. And we all forget because we're taught to forget. And that's a horrible thing because... We should have a collective memory, and that's why people refuse to wear masks. Yeah. Because people don't have the collective memory of when we had to before. It's not the first time. This won't be the last. It's just protect each other. It's not that hard. It's like you're protecting me. Hey, I don't mind selling you booze. I want to show you all the best booze. Let me show you everything I love. But at the same time, don't put my life in danger because you need booze. Don't put children's lives in danger because you need booze. Like, I literally had a woman who came in with an infant and three children who were under the age of five. And she said, what am I supposed to do? I'm babysitting. I'm like, and I really wanted to say back to her, like, be responsible and say, stay sober. I don't know what to tell you, lady. <laughs> but it's like, why are you coming to the liquor store with four kids? I yeah. yeah. You're, you're working as a babysitter. I don't think I should sell you alcohol right now, lady. Right? 
that's the way I felt about it. But it's like I wasn't going to directly say that to her because I'm trying to be nice, you know? And it's like... Come back when you're off work. <laughs> it's just too much. It's just too much. It's like another example of these people over. Some of these people have kids. And some of the games we were playing had like lewd, vulgar shit going on in them, right? And they're like, well, we have to take these cards out of the deck because I don't want my fucking kids to hear this. And I'm like, well, how about we're playing this fucking game so you take your kids where they can't hear this? Right? Right. Instead of taking the cards out of the deck. I, it's just, yes. I don't get it. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like people don't let their kids to be exposed to things. But at the same time, if your kid's not exposed to things, then how are they supposed to learn? Yeah. Like, I feel like, yeah, no, you don't have to be a total douchebag to these children or ruin their childhoods. But at the same point, children need to know there are sexual and physical predators who are out there to get them. And if they don't, they are subjected to falling victim to them. More so than those of us who already do know, because we are still subjected to it. But it's, as I said, it can be subjective in a lot of ways. It's like you don't know where you're going to end up because you trust people. And as a woman, it's very hard because you don't want to not trust everybody around you. But at the same time, it's it's like... Now I'm starting to understand where all those women's rights activists who are like, oh my god, we need to have our own spaces. Now I understand why, because the disrespect is just unreal. Unreal. And the layers of it that are just programmed into our psyche. Yes. Deeper and deeper. I mean, think about like, a TV show, a character on a TV show, the actress has to make sure she crosses their, her legs because somebody might watch this film or TV show at some point and look yes. up her skirt and see her naughty bits. And, I mean, it's like this whole fucking thing has to be built. This whole system. Maybe the cameraman built. is into that, so you he's know? looking for that. It's just crazy. And then, not only do we have to stop that, but then we also throw it out there as a lure. Oh, but I've got these fucking hidden camera pictures. I've got these upskirt shits. It, it turns it into... Yep. Turns the thing into something that we're... A fetish. It's just so stupid. All of it. We did to ourselves. Yeah. And it's so deep. And it just echoes, echoes, so echoes deep. forward. The whole thing hurts. It really does. As I said, you know, as many people as I trusted are not trustworthy, that's what hurts the most. Yep. And like you said, collective memory, uh, it, we, we forget too easily and too often. And we're built that yes. way for some reason, and it's not the right way to be. No. Not at all. I'm not going far. I can still talk. 
I don't know. I'm just super concerned about the next generation. I mean, at the same time, like, they're speaking out before most of us did. At the same time, they're so fragile because the same things that plagued my generation are still plaguing them. Yeah. And even worse, because we swing to the outliers. We always fucking make that pendulum go far and wide. All the way this way, then all the way that way. And it just gets worse and worse. And people are worse and more fragile at the same time. On and on and on. That's just hard. It's like, how do you gauge where people are going to go from here? It's like, with all I've seen... With all I've been through myself, and with the entertainment industry in general, it's like, yeah, while people might give lip service for a while, I don't think things are going to change all that soon. I really don't. The bits and pieces will, but it's not like people won't hire Dave for a job. And someone said, well, what do you do if Dave goes to Impact? I'm like... I don't know, show pit impact and throw a giant boycott because they're the one company I actually love right now and it would kill me if they hired him back. Yep. Because why would you? He's a piece of shit. Nobody should hire him back. Like, everybody should look at what they are doing very seriously right now and who they are employing. And, and nobody's unsavable. Nobody's, like... Lagana doesn't have to be a douchebag for all time and space. But he's done this to enough people that he's not aggressively gross to enough people that he deserves cancel culture. Yeah. Same thing with Joey Ryan. Like, the two of them should be doing anti sexual harassment PSAs for the rest of their lives. And Cornette. And Cornette. Yeah. All three of them together can do them. And it's, you know, no, people will be, whoa, should he never be able to work again? No, of course he should be able to work again once he addresses the shortcomings in himself. Once he fucking... And he definitely shouldn't have power over young women. Yeah, that's it. Until he, he shows that he is fucking repentant, uh, changed, and capable of fucking impulse controlling his own stupid fucking ass, then no. Sorry. That's the way it goes. I mean... But even young men, maybe writing storylines, but he doesn't have direct access to anybody. Based on the shit he's done, he definitely should not have direct access to anybody. No, because it's all manipulation and using... Yes. Using this over here to get that over there. It's... Yes. People can change, but they have to. You know, nobody's saying you will never, ever be a a good person. We're just saying you got to fucking be a good person, motherfucker. If you want to be, if you want people to think you're a good person, be a fucking good person. Do the things a good good person person. would do. (laughs) It still tells me that I trusted him as much as I did. Like... And I trusted him more than people I knew for way less time. And he did this to me. Like, he's someone who, when he told me, you're going to come out to L.A. and you're going to work with me and we're going to do this shit. 
I legitimately believe him. Because I've had people who I don't quite believe who've made magical things happen. But Gabe legitimately just screwed me over and was a cunt about it. Yep. I love that word. So I, I won't I won't say, oh no, that's a bad word to use. Take the power no, fuck back. that. He was a cunt <laughs> about it. Yeah. <laughs> Own that shit. Yeah, I don't like... If Dave was the good person he is trying to portray himself to be, at the very least, I think he would say, hey, I am sorry we had a misunderstanding. I am sorry, you know, you. I understand. I totally understand and I acknowledge the fact that this is how it happened to you and this is how it felt to you and this is how you perceived it. Uh, and um, I'm sorry for that. That is the very fucking least of a good person. Which is job. what Marty Scroll did. Yeah, the very least. I mean, I'm not saying that's fucking okay. You're good to go now. It's not necessarily okay, yeah, but it's like, okay, it's better least. than... least. Fucking putting a, a statement out on fucking Gerwalt or what the fuck ever, and Insta, whatever the fuck. That's not that, man. It's not. It's just not. It's not. That, to me, if y'all third parties who have no fucking dog in this hunt need Hit evidence of some shit. If you need evidence that this person is not a good person, look at that. Look at the fact that he could, this, if in some magical land this never really happened and he is in the right, if he was a good person, he would still comfort Liz over her perception of the situation. And he hasn't done that. So that's how you no. fucking know he's not a good person. He's never been a good person. And that's what I realized. Even before this happened, I was starting to realize he wasn't really my friend. Because he wasn't there for me. He wasn't like... He's like, oh yeah, I'll help you out. You know, I didn't expect him to like get me major roles, put me in positions of power. But it was like, yo, at the very least, do what you said you would do. And none of that happened. And I'm sorry, I've proven myself as to what I can do and what I do do. And I, I may be, you look at me, I'm a heel, right? I'm the manager of champions. Look at the people who I've represented. They're not your typical champions. They're people who were mostly the underdogs, with the exception of a few people. And maybe I agree with them and maybe I don't. But sometimes you need an enforcer who you might not quite agree with, but at the time, you have enough of a understanding with the work. Yep. You know, but wrestling is that way, and I don't know, I hope that the, the people who have spoke out, myself and others, can really make a huge change in this and make it a... a, a an industry that accepts women and people who are not the way they want them to be for who they are and that we have valid uh we have valid i don't know perspectives and things to add to the industry all of us you know and i've worked in this industry far too long and seen too many people come and go and been there done that and stepped up to the plate when other people said they would and didn't like 
I can't even begin to say how much it hurts to like be hurt by people in the industry where even if they're just a writer, there's someone who you trust your life in their hands. And that's what we should all be thinking about. We should all be thinking about, we all work in industries where we trust other people's lives or our own lives in other people's hands. Either or, or both. Your lives and your psyches. You know? It's a lot. It's a lot. If I could actually... That's the thing is I can't take in everything I deal with because I am an empath. And it breaks me and it hurts me. And just even like with all the BLM stuff, you look at that BLM as an organization, no, I'm not 100% behind them. As a movement, absolutely. Because I've watched, I've held moms and siblings of those who have been killed by the police in my arms and watch them cry. And we, they, they don't deserve that. We as a society don't deserve this. It's fucked up. It's like we've turned slave catchers for the slave owners into slave catchers for the private prison industrial complex and yep. fuck that. Yep. We need to just figure out how to move forward, get out of this and destroy everything that society has built because this society, honestly, for the most part, is not what I want to be a part of. No, and it and to to me, I mean, it's only me, but to me, it all comes from the same fucking self-hate fucking place. Racism, you know, we hate ourselves so much, and as a self-defense mechanism, we gotta pick somebody to be the ones we fucking hate. We hate those black motherfuckers. They are less than me. They are lesser. We allow that to continue. Even if you don't walk in the streets burning a fucking cross... You let it continue. Yes. It's simmering. It's there. And just not even to be gracious enough to acknowledge that fact is absurd. Just acknowledge. Acknowledge the fact. Yeah, I could, I could see how the system does really fucking tilt the table here. Uh, and I see why. And I see it happening, and, you know, let's try to fix it. Nobody. They're all, nope, it doesn't exist. I don't see it. Nope, you're you're just lying. We don't own slaves now. I never owned a slave. What are you talking about? I've never had a slave in my life. But we look at all of our families, every single person who's part of this show, and we're all mixed. Yeah. We're all mixed. Like, I'm yeah. the least mixed. Well, I'm... I'm, I'm the most and the least mixed because I have mostly white people and then some brown in me. But it's like we look at what we are and where we came from and it is the most fucked up mix of people who enslaved other people and colonized raped other people. It's, it's fucked. It's absolutely fucked where we all came from. And America is the epitome of that. We have met the enemy and he is us. Yes. It's all... It's just all the same. It's all the same shit. 
exploitation, racism, sexual, it's all the same power shit. It's all the hate, self-hate shit. It's, it's all the same fucking thing, just with a different dress on, just with different fucking glitter hanging from it. And it's been going on for eons. And it didn't always, like, uh, that's the worst to me, is the person that thinks, well, that's just human nature. It's just human nature to be selfish. No, it fucking well isn't. That's a cop-out. That's you saying, uh, oh, I don't want to work not to be selfish, be so I'll just say I can't help myself. Oh, you know, it's like those fucking douchebag celebrities who, like, rape 40 people and then like, oh, I'm a sex addict. Oh, I'm a sex addict. I just got, I'm going to get treatment now, though. No, motherfucker. It's yeah, not, fuck you. It's not built into the human condition. Selfishness, hate is not built into the human condition. We yes. can put it in and we can take it out. If you're not taking it out, if you then you're leaving it in there. So fuck you then. Fuck you for putting it in there and fuck you for leaving it there. fucking human oh people will always be selfish because the ego just the fact that you could put the, that phrase and that thought together in a mind in a consciousness means that you don't have to do that you know if you could think that thought you should be able to not be fucking that thing that selfish person ridiculous Yeah, I'm literally reading an email that a friend of mine's brother sent her about COVID. And yes, well, I sort of agree with him. It's like, well, if you think COVID is this big of a deal, why aren't you taking care of your family's needs? If you say, oh, yeah, this is a big deal. It's like, then why are you leaving parts of your family hanging you know, like, you're not even related to the people, Dante, in your compound. And if somebody needed something, everybody would care about them, I'm sure, right? Yep. And that's not happening in people's families, and it's fucked up. It's like, you need to understand what we're in and what's going on and how to move forward. It's even in my family, like, they don't get it. Like, my mom needs groceries and shit, but should she go out? No. She won't take help from my friends. I've offered to order groceries for her, which I think I still might do. Um, but it's just been, like, a complete nightmare of trying to get her help. Because, like, even the help agency she's assigned to, they're, like, yelling at her over the phone. And they're like, you weren't available when we wanted you to be available for an interview. And it's like, what? Chill the fuck out. Like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Somebody can't breathe. They're in the shower and you're going to scream at them over an answering machine because you couldn't get there to make an appointment to find them a nurse. I don't know. I feel like I live in the Twilight Zone. I really do. <laughs> it's like, why can't we care about each other just a little bit? You know, when 
when the when the COVID thing first was announced, I got a lot of heat on social media because I said that I would not quarantine and I had some people to check up on. And that's what I did. I went around to some, oh, you know Pops, right? I want to go check up on CJ's. Yes. I want to go check up on some people that I knew that don't normally get out too much or whatever. I wanted to make sure that they were okay and they had what, you know, what they needed. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, that's what you're pretty much saying right now. It's like, we should always be that way. We should always be thinking like that. The default position. You know, instead of having them risk themselves going out to the market or whatever, hey, do you need anything? I'm at the store. You know, it's, it doesn't take much. Yes. Just a little bit of consideration, a little bit of thought, and then boom, guess what? It happened. You know, with me knowing that I had already had it and I had was already over it, I was good to go out. I wasn't afraid to try to catch it again or get reinfected. I thought my virus or my antibodies would be enough already, given the exposure once. To the, but it might not be. We still don't know. That's a, that's the scary part about it. That is correct. There's still a lot of things that we don't know about this. <laughs> There's a lot of things you don't know about a lot of things. <laughs> We don't know shit about shit. Yep. We just think we do. Yeah, we, we think we know what we you know what's happening based on what we're being told is happening. <laughs> what's next with the big numbers jumping the COVID? What do you think, Liz? Are we gonna take number I think one? We're well, as I showed as my screensaver earlier today, like Trump is on the COVID tsunami and he's riding it out thinking he's going to win, but it's about to crash down upon him and it's bad. Like, we're going to look at bad numbers. Like, granted, this is what people don't understand about COVID. I don't care how many people die. I care about how many people are affected afterwards with serious health health implications yep. and i don't want to be one of those people like to be real like kidney failure liver failure like having to have organs removed no i don't want that like this is not something that's to be fucked with but people seem to think it is yeah. we're gonna see a major rise in not only infections but in people who are seriously maimed because of this in texas florida other states that have high cases. Yeah. The only way we can keep it down is by wearing masks. Yes, the mask does not protect you. It protects other people from you. So that's why we need to wear them. And it is... Go on, Dante. I was just going to say, it totally bears repeating that last month we shut everything down because of this, right? And yesterday... I've was the <laughs> worst fucking day of it yet. Yesterday were the most, yes. like, playing by these numbers that they throw up there, the most infected in the United States yet. And what did we yes. do? We threw a fucking party. We threw. Don't we, worry, a bigger party is coming this coming weekend. Yeah, we're Fourth of July. July. All countries matter, baby. We're planning a 4th of July barbecue where cops are not going to be cops and COVID's Good. not going to be COVID and everything's going to... 
fucking dumb. All countries matter, baby. All countries matter. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. And <laughs> the, the knee-jerk fucking pre-planned shit, like, uh, it's that same fucking Mount Rock dude that was saying he <coughs> fucking believed you right up until he yes. saw you were Antifa. They asked yep. me, oh, I suppose you believe Tara Reid, too. Because in his mind, he's already defined me. I totally me. do. He defined me as, oh, you're one of those fucking liberals that support Biden, so you're not going to believe Tara Reid because that's I don't for support Biden. Biden, but I support Tara because I think she's dope. I totally I think she's been through some shit. Yeah, I totally do. Surprise. I totally fucking stand with the victim, the alleged victim, the might have been a victim. I stand with them. Why? Because it's I can. It doesn't cost me anything to, and it's helpful to. It's if I stand against them, that is potential for all negative shit to come out of that. So why would you want to do that? Exactly. I want to stand with the people, and fine. Don't fucking pitch. Don't fucking. Oh, you say all all cops are bad, but my uncle is a cop and he's not bad. Look, they wear a uniform for a reason. The reason for a uniform exactly. is so you can identify them and their thought process, their message, their philosophy, what they stand for yeah. at a glance. Your eyes, with your eyes, you can see this and say, blue, that's this. And what that is, is fucking racist. So, I'm not saying your uncle is a fucking racist. I'm saying all cops are fucking bad. Because if you're wearing that fucking yep. uniform, you're fucking, you're portraying that message to everyone else. Well, let's say I know a cop who was LAPD. He might still be. Um, and I'm not going to say who he is or how I know him, but... He, do I think he's a bad person? No. I know he's spoken out. He's done some good shit. But is the system he still works for and upholds bad? Fucking absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. One of my friends who's black, from New York, who I grew up with, who I used to smoke blunts with, he's a cop. Am I happy with it? No. Do I tell him all the time? Yeah. And do I harp on him? No, because he's a black man. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, I literally love the guy. He is somebody who I trust wholeheartedly. And it kills me that he's a cop. Like, it kills me. It's like, why do you do this? this is, why? Because his people have been told, well, this is how you do, to, this is what you do to survive. There's not a contradiction there, man. Uh, I'm sure I must have, I don't know offhand, I must have run across some person who I liked that was a cop at some point in my life. I must have. I must have bumped into one or whatever. Of course. Okay? Yes. Now, this person, this mythical person, are they a bad person? No. They're a cop. Are they a bad person? Yes, to me. As a cop, as a cop, you are a bad person. As you well, as an individual, you are not a bad person. Cop. I don't remember his name, but they found out he was a cop because of the bike rider thing. And the bike rider who disrespected other... The car guy who 
some driver disrespected bike riders. He got involved in it, <laughs> but he was a cop, and OWS did not know this. And most people were like, "Oh my God, he was like so helpful." Yeah, of yeah. course he was helpful because he wanted he was collecting information. And if you're truly a good cop, and you're out there collecting information, you realize these people are really are harmless. Leave your fucking job because. They're trying to get you to say harmless people are not harmless, and that's what's fucked up. A uniform stands for something, and if you're a good yes. person, then you should not be standing for that. That's all there is to it. I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm sorry it works that way. I'm sure, I'm positive, 100%, without fear of fucking anyone contradicting me, that there was a Nazi out there that did not step on every flower, did not kill every ladybug, yep. did not fucking kill every Jewish person. There was one, There was a Nazi out there that gave an ice cream sundae to a child at one point. That gave a hug to yeah, a family member. Okay? Yes. Does that make them a good person? Fuck no, because no. they're a fucking Nazi. Okay? Yes. I don't understand why people think there's a contradiction there. There's not. There's not a contradiction. You're defined in this case. Everybody's not defined by what they do. But in the case where you're uniform-wearing brotherhood, you are fucking defined by what y'all do. Period. If you yep. don't want to be defined by it... Don't fucking join the club. If you don't want people to think you're a dirty outlaw biker... You remote, if you join the club, you need to renounce it. Not just a little bit, but so publicly that everybody hears you. Yep. It, yep. I mean, if you don't want to be a I dirty outlaw biker, that. don't be a dirty outlaw biker. Don't run with dirty outlaw bikers and don't hang out with us. And don't fucking, you know, that's cool. There's no problem with that. But I have, I have definitely... Um, what this was saying is like I have definitely seen a lot of cops that have channels and stuff like on YouTube and different things and different streams come out and said they're quitting. Sure. Yeah. They they made it very public that they're no well, longer. A lot of them are quitting because they can't beat up people anymore. I mean, well, it could be for a lot of reasons, yeah. But I think that's probably one of them, or the majority of the reason for a lot of these people, yeah. That yeah, some are quitting. They can't do the job like they're they part used of a to. Racist organization. And they don't want to be part of it. I mean, some are quitting because they feel like they can't get away with this shit anymore. And some yes. are quitting because they recognize that as an institution, the police exactly. are a racist, murderous bunch of shitheads. Yes. So, That's why my cousin quit and he became a firefighter. Yeah. Like, let's be real. He was like, this is bullshit. Like, she's right. Like, we're not saving people. We're putting our lives at risk for an uh, institution that doesn't support us. And Mel, you, like you, I'm sure you see lots of YouTubes of cops doing nice things for people, right? Sure. Oh, They're not bad as individual that. people. But it's like, like I mean, like you're saying, it's like in reality, you know what's happening, and you choose to be a part of it. You know. Yes. Either by by participating or by not participating and still being quiet about it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You, you're participating in it. I 
I think there was a little bit of progress made maybe with some local agencies, or I should say non-agencies anymore within Minneapolis. And I think maybe a lot of other places might go to like some type of self-policing or some type of self- It's um, funny it's not private policing. I'm okay with it. But even self-policing, that draws in the people who are corrupted already. I know through Occupy, because we, we did it. We watch it. We had it <coughs> Let's hope it's the right people doing it. That's all it's about. Yeah, and hopefully they can find other ways of doing it because the ways that they're doing it now is definitely not working and has never worked. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen in the upcoming week, you guys, with the holiday coming up. And I'm surprised Maybe I haven't been. I'm surprised I haven't heard any fireworks today. I usually have a oh, bunch I of fireworks. Have. At, right before the beginning of the show, my whole neighborhood was like exploding. Wow. I have a crazy Dante, you still there? I have a crazy conspiracy okay. theory about the fireworks. Like a lot What's I've that? been noticing a lot of social media people saying and news outlets are making stories of fireworks happening in places, right? I've, I've been noticing it a lot over the past couple of weeks. They're saying, oh, yes. it's weird. The fireworks are going off here. Fireworks. The conspiracy theory being, well, that's a really good way to cover up shooting people. Yep. That's you know? what I thought. That's what I thought when I heard it tonight. Like, oh, is he the fireworks or the cops shooting tear gas and bullets? Huh. Yep. One or the other. Or both. It's it's a festive occasion or really, really sad. I don't... It's one of those two, but, you know, you condition people to get used to shit. Get used That's to the sounds exactly. of shit popping off. Get used to the fucking yep. feeling of eyes on you every step you take. Every step you take. Every move you take. We'll be watching you. <laughs> There's songs about it. The police. That was the fucking band's name for fuck's sake. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Come on. Yep. It's not a secret code, people. Nope. It's reality. <laughs> and they're coming to get you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Man. It's, I hope. I really do. I hope that this fucking. It's. It's sad to say, but I hope this fucking is one of these civilization <coughs> wrecking fucking things going on. Transformative moments. And it sucks that to have to go through it, but it's awesome to be to hope that you can come out on the other side better. So, you know. I used to hope, hope that people would fi fix shit. Now I hope that people just erase shit. Because they're not fixing it. They're yeah. just propping it up. The repairs are oh, propping no. it up. I hate to prop up capitalism or anything else, but I need to go to sleep. I've fallen asleep the last two weeks. This week, I managed to stay awake. I don't know how. I work way too many hours. <laughs> I deal with this shit. Like, reality sucks. I wish I could just chill out on the beach. I live, 
I can smell salt water when I go outside, but I can't go to the beach because I'm too busy working. So, like, really, you guys, like, you need to figure out something because America, we suck. Like, we really do. Like, we need some sort of reality check on this country. And I hope it comes in a positive way and not a negative one Seriously. like most have. I mean, think about it this way. Uh, people, humanity, have been on the earth for whatever amount of years, okay? There's been life on earth mm -hmm. for billions of fucking years. Yes. It only took us assholes 200 and some odd years to fuck every fucking thing up. That's all. Yep. We came along, US of A, and we fucked everything up. Every human yep. being. I mean, that's all it took. Shit was going perfectly well. With without us, with us rolling the fuck along. Yes. We woke up one day, hey, I'm on this rock. This rock gives me nourishment. Awesomeness. Hey, have some of this nourishment. Hey, let's do this. Let's rub these things. They feel good. And it's awesome. And then all of a sudden, two hundred years, boom, fuck all that shit. Puritanical moralism, fucking capitalism, rah slavery. Care about consent, care about people, fuck the capitalist society, like, we don't need them to survive. Like, you will learn that. But, in the meantime, follow me at Liz Savage. If you don't like what I have to say, don't book me, fuck you, I don't care. Like, literally, I don't care. Like, I don't, I, I don't know what to say, I'm 41, I don't give a fuck if you don't book me, it's not a big deal. But you know what? The girls who come after me, they shouldn't be worried about this shit. And if we're still worried about this shit in 2020, we really have a problem. So thanks for having me. Thanks for watching. And peace out, guys. Good night. Goodness. Take care. It's like, thanks. yeah, people say zero fucks given. But she really means she gives zero I fucks. I really mean it. Zero fucks. None. <laughs> My bag None. of dicks, None. it's empty. <laughs> good night, guys. Night, night. Take care. Have a good night. Uh, so, what's going on in the left side of the the west side? Military. People doing what they need to do out here, Dante. It's crazy. Are y'all like regressing back I, I, to into a more shelter in place kind of thing? Um, I, no, I haven't seen any of that. I think people would like that, but I don't think it's going to happen. Mm, yeah, me neither. It, it didn't work out too well the first time, so I just don't think that it's going to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I think it might have worked that well if we, like, had some patience. If we, like, actually did it and just, you know, sat out for a month, two months. Okay. Let's make sure everyone's got what they need for a couple months while this fucking thing runs its course. Yeah. But yeah. I think if everybody, if people would have been taken care of financially first off and then be able to take care of themselves uh, you know, medically, then yeah, this shit would have been taken care of. But yep. obviously that's not the case, right? Nope. And you know, like we I keep saying anyway. Fucking yesterday was the worst day in the United States of coronavirus, and we weren't in shelter in place anywhere. <laughs> so, 
Last month wasn't the worst, and we were. Go figure, huh? I mean, what do you expect? I mean, after being quarantined, you release everybody, basically telling them that, you know, shops are open, you know, beauty parlors are open now, uh, restaurants are open now, but, you know, people are going out there, and some people are not wearing masks, and the governor out here is just screaming, wear your masks type deal, and I'm thinking to myself, no, if this was a concern of yours, you should have never reopened. If you know this was going to happen, you know, what did you think was going to happen? Yep. You, you know, you had everybody quarantined, and then you're trying to you let everybody out. What do you think is going to happen? Of course it's going to spread. That's exactly how things work. You, you got to treat a virus the same way you treat a fire. I mean, put it out or don't put it out. Starve it of its fucking food source or don't. If you just leave a fire uh, glowing embers and you don't stamp it out, you know fucking well that you can have a big old fire coming again. Yep. But, you know, we're the most impatient motherfuckers. And we magically don't give a fuck about our freedom until somebody tells us we have to wear a mask. And suddenly, oh, my freedom! Ah! But, yeah. Well, it is what it is, man. <laughs> Did you see that douche... I mean, I don't want to say people are inherently bad, but this guy is probably the biggest fucking cunt I've seen in a while. Some politician dude came out with a fucking mask on, right, for a speech in front of some rally shit. I wish I could remember this fucker's name, but he came out. For I this, think I saw it. Came out for the speech, and then in his mask, he's like, ah, ah. I can't, I can't breathe. breathe, I can't breathe, and then took his mask off. So, like, not only was he, like, making, mocking the fucking people who don't want to die from a virus, he's mocking people who were killed by police, he's mocking racism, He, you know? It, all in one fucking bundle, this motherfucker was, I was like, that is some audacious shit, motherfucker. He fucking threw it all out there in fucking five seconds. Right? Oh I saw God. it. I, I saw that video. I don't remember where it was, though, for God's sake. Yeah. I see much. It's like, damn. I, I'm kind of glad I don't remember because I don't want that fucker sticking my head. But right? like, we know fucking everything we need to know about you and yours in five seconds. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, this, these are people that are elected officials, my man. <laughs> like, he did this shit, and other people in a couple of months will say, hey, I'd like that person to run things. And right? put oh, a checkbox. Whoop. I think that person should be in charge of some shit. Whoop. Oh, Donald Trump. I go around grabbing pussies and stealing money and doing all this shit. I think he should be in charge of some shit. Bump, go on. They dumb motherfuckers. Bigger <sighs> opportunity to steal more money is what they did. <laughs> oh, these devils. God. Uh, but we're the bad guys, bruh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just ask any politician or cop. We're the bad guys, right? Yep. 
Oh, it kills me. Like I'm hoping for change. I'm hoping it'll work out this time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm hoping we do nice, you know. I don't know what you want to call it, a study, a self-reflection. I don't know what you want to call it. and It's got to start on our level, to be honest with you. We have to do better at choosing the people that we want to represent us. And we need to find a way that each of us is represented equally. Yeah. And how, how about for a novel idea, representing ourselves properly oh, wow. as good people, you know? <laughs> Represent, motherfuckers. <clears throat> Why do you need a representative? Be that person doing good shit. You don't need a representative. You don't need a proxy. You don't need a drone. Represent yourself. Yeah. That's too much work. That's the way to go, though. That's equal representation when you represent yourself, you know? I mean, I hate to wish for an ice age because it'll be inconvenient. But I'm almost at that point. I'm like, eh, uh, I don't mind if a meteor hits us and starts a new ice age at this point. I'm all right. <laughs> I, I've made my peace with the fact. I mean, I'll be like my buddy... My my paramour uppity, uh, well, she's not uppity anymore, but said today she'll be putting the dirt, kicking and streaming and setting fires on all the <laughs> bastards. I'm like, yep, nah, I'm all right with that. That's a, me and you, Sundance, <laughs> you know, the end of that movie. All yeah. Right, then. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what that says about me or us as a people but that fucking ending of that movie is such a integral part of a lot of people's fucking zeitgeist of Butch and Sundance well there's 5,000 motherfucking cops out there and they're gonna shoot the fuck out of us but we're gonna get some shots off <laughs> yeah <laughs> you go out the way you want yep Go out guns blazing. Like Richard Gere in that movie. Uh, uh, I forget the name of that fucking movie now. But there's some like movie where fucking Richard Gere at the end of it. He was just such singing this Jerry Lee Lewis song in front of the cops. And he's just. And she's like, oh no, no, don't put your hands near your gun. And he's like, you leave me. Ah. Breathless, and he just reaches for the fucking gun, and they freeze the frame, and that's the end of the movie. Cause you know, as soon as he reaches for that gun, the cops are mowing him fucking down. But he's going down in a blaze of glory. A lot of movies like that, man. Nobody sings songs about the fucking guys who didn't do shit. People sing songs about the guys who went in a blaze of glory. That's the stories we tell. Nobody tells stories. There's not a fairy tale book about Stan the accountant. I'm like, oh, yeah, Stan was a Wall Street accountant. He moved numbers around. <laughs> it's just, you know, there's not going to be a song for you, motherfucker. There's not going to be a story told about you. Nobody's going to make the movie of your life. All of our lives are the movies of our lives. <laughs> I'm really fucked up right now. 
<laughs> on my very own action film. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. Yep. You know, you could either be be a part of a romantic comedy or an action film. You know, yep. or a disaster movie. You could be like Titanic or fucking Towering Inferno or. <laughs> or you can be stuck in a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Haha. Ha. That's so funny, Hollywood. <laughs> it will make a really fun movie for people to watch about how there's this virus that's out there killing people. <laughs> and people are too stupid to fucking... It's like with zombies. People like just stand there. What the fuck is this thing coming at me? That's who we are <laughs> with this virus. And ha ha ha. So funny. Yeah, you ain't laughing now, motherfuckers. It ain't the first plague, like Liz said. We forget. That's what. That's our greatest fucking job. We forget shit collectively. It ain't the first plague. Yeah. We've had lots of plagues before, and we never no, learn true. our fucking lesson. It's very true. It's like we've already gone through this. It was just called something else before. Yeah. <clears throat> I think people's greatest fear of COVID is it's going to turn people into zombies. <laughs> yeah. That would be the ultimate capper. I mean, that would be the icing on the fucking cake. If we started with Donald Trump is president and devolved into you know, cops, as always, murdering people, and a plague, a virus killing millions, and then, da-da, here's the surprise ending, zombies! <laughs> That's all this needs. That's all this show needs, is suddenly reports start coming out. Uh, reports are coming out from Portland. The dead have begun to walk. Uh, this is not a, a test. This is not a prank. The dead are leaving their graves and they are eating the hearts of the living, you know? Oh, God. And everybody's like, ah, oh, yeah, come on. We saw that Orson Welles bullshit. Oh, that makeup looks good, brah. Oh, that's awesome. You look like a zombie. What? Oh, shit. And we wouldn't believe it till we saw it live on social media. Yep, it ain't true unless somebody tweeted it or insta it or TikToked it. <laughs> uh, you're some goofy motherfuckers. People are doing some crazy shit out here. Like I said, dude, the violence seems to be on the on the rise, and that's one of the things we kind of said we would expect with situations like this. Sure. It's a pressure cooker. Yeah, exactly. People are popping like popcorn. People are going off on people on the road, road rage. I see a lot of road rage videos. I see a lot of mass confrontations. I see, I'm still seeing police videos and stuff like that popping up. Yeah. People wondering what's happening. I'm like, I'm questioning now if you have all these people quitting, where's all this personnel coming from? 
are they military or, or you know what else because what was it i think trump wanted the u.s marshals to help and the u.s marshals were like no oh yeah u.s marshals to help fucking protect the statues of jefferson davis and slave owners and shit yeah they're like nah like yeah we're good over here bro i'm just really glad that I had this week that I've had with people coming to visit and we're playing games and hanging out and just fucking... I didn't fucking read a billion news stories or pay attention to to all the dumb shit going on in the world. I was just playing stupid-ass card games and just fucking having fun with kids and other people. And it was... I'm glad. That's the kind of shit everybody needs. You know, quarantine, yeah. that's how you quarantine well. You get your friends and family that are all healthy together, and you celebrate the fact that y'all are alive. Yeah. No, for sure, that's a definitely a good distraction from all the bullshit media and social media, everything that's going on out there. Is if you do have family, spend time with them, do things with them. You know, another thing is like, just because they're healthy this week, like Dante says, doesn't mean they're going to be healthy next week. So, yep. you know, if, if they're healthy right now, now's the chance to get together. And if there's something you need to say to each other, then now's the time to do it, you know? You never know what's going to happen nowadays. Everything's just spinning out of control. You never know. You never know. You never like know. Never know. You never did know, you know, one moment to the next. <laughs> You never know, at this point, you never know if next Monday's coming or not, you know? I mean, this is how fucking hippie we are. We fucking made tie-dye shirts together, like fucking ten of us today. Got t-shirts and dyes and shit. And just, uh, there's a bunch of t-shirts and bags right now out there. Because we were tie-dye and shit. That's so cool. Yeah, it was fun, man. And like one of my girls is just like... Oh, give me that black dye. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you don't all have to be. Let, throw that black in there. All right. A little bit of contrast. Yep. It was awesome. I can't wait. And then tomorrow we'll all fucking pull them out the bags and see, look, we made this shit. We did this shit. And now other people yeah, look you're- at it. And you know you don't know what it's gonna look like till till it comes out. Yep. You know that's the awesome part of it. You don't know what it's like until you pull it out. Yep. Shit's so simple, man. Life could be so simple. <clears throat> it's the small things, Dante. It's the little things, bro. Those are the things that keep us human. I don't even know anymore, man. I don't know what the fuck keeps us human anymore. And what does being human mean to everybody? Like, I wish somebody would explain that to me. Like, everybody should explain tomorrow. This should be the day tomorrow. Explain what you as an individual mean by being human. What does that mean to you? You know? It means something different to everybody, I'm betting. I I would think so, and I would hope so, because everybody's an individual, and I think there might be a, I don't know, 
certain things that people agree upon with being human beings, but I would hope it's uh, the right things. Oh my god. Why did I look at my fucking phone here? <laughs> As, uh, you were in this conversation with this so Sonia Shell person. Spunky uh, Shell. Yeah. And who, she said, who do you call? Who you, you, Mill had posted, for people who don't know, Mill posted a, a video about how Minneapolis or whatever was abolishing the police. And she asked, who are you going to call then? And when you're in trouble, and it's like I don't know the fire department, you know whatever, and it, it came into a conversation where this person who I'm not, uh, I'm gonna say she, but I really think it's just a fucking troll shell kind of account, but maybe not. She says, uh, "My guy is a fireman, and used to be a policeman." He said, fireman will not respond to anything but fires and medical emergencies. So I guess defunding the police is not a smart move for everyone's safety. And I was like, you know, who are you going to call? And my answer was, not a bunch of racists who are going to murder me. That's who I'm not going to fucking I know. I don't know who I'm going to call. I know who I'm not going to fucking call. A bunch of racist-ass police who might murder me. And she says, every police officer is not bad. Just like every black man is not a drug dealer. And that's some bullshit comparison shit. Because every black man isn't wearing the same uniform that stands for the same thing. If every black man wore a uniform with a picture of weed on it. Then you would say, well, yeah, I guess every black... If every black man was a drug dealer, then it'd be okay to say every black man is a drug dealer. Every cop wears that uniform. So she okay, well, um, <clears throat> again, uh, with with regards to that thread, okay, um, my initial thought when she was like, who are you going to call? I was like, Ghostbusters. <laughs> but yep. it's like I, I, I kind of took another glance at her response and I, I sensed that she was actually maybe concerned yeah maybe so my my tweet was fire department i mean it's like if i can't call the police i'll call the fire department right but we discussed the show when we opened up 99 percent of the times the police show up after the fact yeah so it's not going to stop whatever's going to happen from happening you can do that you can stop it by either removing yourself from the situation or being a little bit more aware depending if it's like out on the streets or something, but if it's an emergency where it's medical, that's I think the emergency that I would want to have. I, I would have to have that. I would want that response. I don't necessarily need yeah. the cops to help me yeah, out because they're, they're not going to help me out with anything. They're not helping you at all. I mean, if I get stabbed, I want a medic there to fix my wound. If my yeah. if somebody lit my house on fire, I want somebody to help me put it out. Uh, what mm -hmm, the fuck is mm -hmm. a cop going to do? Well, I'll go find the, that motherfucker who did this shit to you after the fact, and I'll make sure he gets his. Okay. Great. Thanks a lot, buddy. Yeah, and like I said, what, maybe 30% of them actually catch the the suspect or the individual that's responsible for the crime? Maybe 30%? Maybe? 
And then they get their time machine and go back in time and make it like it never happened, <coughs> right? Oh, no, wait. It already happened. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was like, have you ever had your car broken in where they smashed the window? Yeah. Do you call the cops? Yeah. They come out. What happens? Make a report out. Yep. A lot of times it was you needed to make the report out so you could have the insurance look into it for repairs. Right? That's about it. And, like, nowadays, I don't think they do that kind of stuff anymore. I'm like, dude, if you see, if you, this is what I've done in the past. If there was a surge of certain type of activity in an area where I was keeping an eye on that area, then I would know what type of activity to expect and I know what type of activity to look for. Yeah. So if I come across it, which was almost never, but if I came across it, I'd be like, well, these guys are going to get at least a fucking scare. You walk up on somebody and you yell out, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> They're doing something wrong. They take off running yeah. most of the time. I mean, there are so many fucking solutions to shit that is not police. Uh, if somebody's robbing your store, your neighbors get together, uh, if people care about each other and stop them from doing it or uh, raise people so they don't go fucking robbing. That's yeah, one look, look, you know, look out for each other is definitely a good thing. Yeah. So start off there, look out for one another, and to, and two, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. Yep. Everybody should be teaching that child the good things in life, not bad shit. Yeah, not just teaching them how to fucking repeat the storyline you call history <coughs> that you wrote, because that's all education in schools is right now, for the most part, is just. Repeat after me, memorize this shit, and then I'll ask you about it, and you'll tell me what you remembered about it. <laughs> you know? It teaches you kinda... critically how to act in the world, how to behave. That, you know, that's the school system here in the United States for sure. Yeah. But, you know, hey, okay, so, oh, there's fucking people running down the street rioting and pillaging. Well, uh, I feel like my neighbors and friends and family are more likely to be on this scene at the time of it happening to prevent that, to stop it from happening, stop it from continuing. Not the police. Right. I'm not going to call some people who are fucking somewhere else and say, hey, motherfuckers, come down here and fucking help me. No, I'm going to fucking say, hey, brothers, let's go. What's up? And my brothers and sisters will be like, I see, yeah, I see this shit happening. Let's go. So, yeah. All right. Somebody has a heart attack. I'm calling somebody who has the training to deal with a heart attack. I'm not going to call a vet. I'm not going to call a fucking weatherman. Uh, oh, this guy just dropped to the floor and started twitching. Let me call Willard Scott. You know, if this 4th of July thing happens, okay... Uh, like you guys were saying, maybe the cops go out there and they start dressing up with masks and shit and they start shooting shit up. The purge. Maybe, maybe people do the same thing, yep. okay? But when it comes to fires, traditionally, that 4th of July is the busiest day for the firemen. Yep. There's a lot of uh, illegal fireworks, explosions, people get injured, uh Trees catch fire, houses catch fire, you name it. And then a lot of it has to deal with illegal fireworks and the U.S. being what it is, we still get them. 
we still have them. And people light them off. Yeah, they're dangerous. That's why they're illegal. <laughs> That's why they're fun, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, like, say, all right, play it out like, all right, these cops take off their uniforms for the day and put on some other uniform, or take off their uniforms and put on masks and go out fucking people up, okay? And then other people who want to fuck people up just go and buy some blue pants and blue shirts so people think they're cops because they're wearing a uniform so they bow down to them and they fuck people up too. You know what I mean? Like you see that color, that fucking uniform, you react to it in a certain way that you program. So now we got cops, real cops who aren't in uniform fucking people <coughs> on one side. Fake cops in, in fake cop uniforms fucking people up on the other side. And firemen being like, oh shit, fuck this. It's what? A, and that's what I try to like hopefully explain to that person if they're a real person when, when I say the point of the uniform is to present a united front to say via clothing this is what we stand for so when you wear that outfit you carry that load you're, you're transmitting that message alright just at a little glance you know what a mailman's outfit a male person's outfit looks like you know what a fucking cop's outfit looks like you know what a fire guy's outfit fire person's outfit looks like at a glance you could tell everything about everything you need to know in that moment about that somebody so in that sense all cops are bad <coughs> because they al allow other cop other people to be bad all people aren't bad, but all people wearing yeah. that uniform that allow people wearing that uniform to do bad shit are fucking bad. You know, I got I got flashbacks while, while you were talking about the uniform. And um, when we're kids, dude, like, like, I don't know, kindergarten, they start teaching us nurse, doctor, policeman, fireman. And it's that uniform. They start engraving that that appearance into our mind, you know. And it's like we were taught that oh, these are good people. These are good people because they wear that uniform. We grow up and we realize that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, unfortunately, though my intentions were good and pure, to hopefully, you know, at least at least explain my position to this person if not maybe <coughs> think for themselves hey maybe this is right or wrong or whatever you know uh, that's my intention to at least explain my position the hope being maybe this person will come around to my way of thinking maybe they won't maybe they'll teach me something awesome but instead what i got as the end point of this <laughs> is she said i have no time for sure, a bullshit, ignorant response. I am a 53-year-old black woman who has dealt with racism. Every officer is not bad. Enjoy your life. God bless you. Blocked. <laughs> and that's how it ends. That's how the fairy tale ends. No happily ever after, kids. Uh. 
And <laughs> Seems to be the story, the story of your life, huh, Dante? Well, I just feel like anybody that says shit like that, like anybody on Twitter that says, I am a 53-year-old black woman, blah, 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 I feel like they probably aren't a 53-year-old black If you feel the need to say you're a 53-year-old black woman, chances are you're not. <laughs> you're a fucking... <laughs> You're some fucking troll, you're some instigator, you're some fucking, you know, you, which is fine, do you, man, if that's how you enjoy your shit, stir the pot, more power to you, but, you know, and if she is 100% legit, to me that's sad, closing people off, even speech that you hate, if you don't listen to it, you'll never learn anything. Yeah. You have to expose yourself to something or else you're not going to learn. Yep. So, And I could have learned from her. She could have learned from me. <coughs> that's an awesome thing. Yeah. And now that road is closed. It's her loss, Dante. Yeah. Everybody's lost. We're all losing here. <laughs> it's a no-win game. <sighs> it seems that way. Yeah. is going on man there's got to be some some cool shit going on you're in california everybody's getting fired (laughs) everybody's getting fired or everybody's getting sick man i'm like you're in california that's where dreams are manufactured that's where (laughs) everybody gets to surf and be blonde and skateboard and surf and fucking be cool and be a star why isn't that happening? And Disneyland got shut down, or I'm saying the the reopening I planned got shut down. They're gonna wait longer. They're postponing it. Which just makes sense <sighs> to me. I mean, come on, yeah. Oh well, shit. Shit wasn't going as well as we hoped it would go, so we're not able to fucking do the shit we hoped we were able to do. That's all. Which is fair. I think it's a smart idea. I think it's a good idea. Man, okay. You know, to be, be a little safer than everybody else. Places around here, like Kentucky, Tennessee, are stupid as fuck. They're not like Disneyland saying that. There's this fucking water park that's dedicated. This is like the fucking craziest story thing. Dedicated to this fucking Hal Rogers guy. It's up in California. And this Hal Rogers guy is a total fucking right-wing conservative douchebag fucking Mitch McConnell motherfucker. And they named a water park after this fucking guy. And they're fucking determined that they're opening up July 1st no fucking matter what. No matter what. Now, first of all, water parks are a breeding ground of disease, okay? They're fun. I enjoy water park. But there is some gross shit going on in a water park. Y'all are stewing in the same fucking water. Yes, you are. You're all sharing that water. Yeah, so on a good day, it's a fucking place you're probably, you you might wind up getting sick from on a good day. But it's fun, so it's worth that. But this isn't a good day, man. This is a day where people have shit that might kill you. And they're going to go down fucking water slides? They're like, oh, well, we're not going to let people fucking be within six feet of each other on the fucking slides. All right, then. 
Let's see how this turns the fuck out. Are masks going to be required here? Nah. <laughs> Fucking Tennessee was one of the last places to shut shit down. <coughs> just their whole fucking... The governor fucking their whole position was, I don't believe this shit. Fuck it. We'll just, it's just like a flu, goddammit. We'll, we'll weather it out. So, yeah. They're talking about school openings. Yeah, we're going to open schools up again. Everything's going to be just like it used to be, guys. Yeah, schools are the place to really not worry about disease and, you know, viruses and bacteria. It's, I mean, we have such an opportunity to reevaluate, to restructure shit, to restructure the way we educate our children. I understand in the current system, which I hate, people have to work for a living. Some people have to work for a living. Which means if they have kids, they have to have their kids taken care of some way and they want their kids educated. So school, being at physically at a school is important because they're being monitored, they're not left home alone and they're being monitored. I understand that. But we have a chance that even within that system that we can open up and or build, take those trillions of dollars we gave to corporations and build community centers where there's enough space for everyone to be socially distant, uh, where there's some sort of Wi-Fi or whatever, so everybody could be learning remotely, but being inside a structured, protected environment. You know? So you could be going, yeah. doing your fucking work, doing your fucking thing, whatever you gotta do, and know that, well, my kid is learning... And is protected. Those two things covered. That's what we could be doing with those trillions of dollars right now. We could be building that one of those in every fucking, you know, a hub. In, in, <coughs> we could build a McDonald's and a Walmart within five miles of everything. Everywhere. So we surely can build a fucking community center for people to come to and big enough to hold them safely. But nah, we're not going to do that. We're going to fucking open the water parks. These would be different if everybody had the opportunity to do that, like you said. Yeah. I mean, it, like, I want the whole, I want everything to change. But even if you didn't, even if you didn't change everything, you could change this. You could make it that, and and it'll work within <coughs> the fucking reality, within the reality of I'm a working single mom or dad or whatever, and I got to get my kids to school. I can't have them fuck. It'll work in that. They got a place to go. They're learning. They're connected. They're communicating around the world, and they're also protected, sheltered. In a central location like schools are. You have all the benefits. Just the same as a school. Just the same as sending them to school. But structured for the new world we live in. A world where we have to be careful of a fucking virus that can kill us. I bet it won't happen though. <laughs> <laughs> Too much greed, man. I don't know what it is. 
I don't know what it is. I always feel like, like I don't ever feel like I come up with anything original. I feel like, well, if I thought of a way of doing this, somebody else must have. Or if I thought of this way of, you know, cheating the system, somebody else must have. If I thought of this way of doing it that way, somebody else must have. So I feel like somebody else must be thinking, yeah, we can do this and actually have the power to accomplish it. And they're still not doing it. And they're still not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you there. I could, I can't possibly the fir- be the first person to think of something. You know, saying somebody else had already have to have this thought before. Yeah, I mean, odds are, I mean, I like to think I'm original and unique and all that, but odds are, eh, there's only so many thoughts people can have given the input we have. And... <laughs> Somebody probably thought of this shit already. So, I'm okay with that. That's why we have 500 different zombie movies. You know, somebody thought of that shit already. Somebody already thought of vampires, but that's okay. We got a little different spin on vampires here or there or whatever. But, so I assume... If I think that somebody must have thought of the bad, evil way of doing things, if somebody thought of the oppressive way of doing things because I thought of it, then somebody must think also think of the good things that I think of. And that somebody should have the power to do it. And they're still not doing it. I don't understand why they aren't doing it. It makes too much sense to do it, Dante. It's it's about control for a lot of people. Yeah, and like this is a perfect example of a time where you want people who don't agree with you to speak. I want people who don't agree with me, who don't agree that this would be a good thing to set up, to say, this is why, you know, this is why I don't think that would be a good thing. So you can address that then. Okay, awesome. Thank you. You you pointed out a flaw, uh, a fucking negative of this. Let's address that. Let's figure out how to fix that so it's a positive now. That's how you do things. That's the scientific method. The scientific method isn't. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show everybody proof that this is that. The scientific method is. I believe this, and you throw it in the ring, and everybody tries to take it apart. Everybody tries to attack it and tell you why it's wrong. And if you get to a point where like, oh shit, we can't find anything wrong with this. There you go. Everybody gave it a crack and everybody came out with the same thing, right? Yep. Just that fucking simple, man. People disagreeing with you. Because obviously I don't see the flaw. Because I'm only seeing the fuck... I think I covered all the flaws. Somebody else might see a flaw in that setup. That's why Mm -hmm. you don't block people. That's why you don't censor people. Because that person who disagrees with me will come up with, Oh shit, dude, this is why you can't do that shit, you silly hippie. And then I could say, fuck, you're right. So we have to work around it this way. And that's where growth comes from and creativity comes from. Not from silence, not from echo chambers, not for from everyone agreeing with everything you say. Fuck.
followers. You know, social media followers. They're my followers. The fuck is that shit? Nonsense. Yeah, a lot of people. If if social media gives any indicator of what people are like right now, <laughs> I was I was uh, shooting pool with a buddy yesterday, and uh, he he did say something that kind of stuck with me, and it's that everybody's fuse just might be a little short right now. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yep. So everywhere you go, people are on edge, on edge, and they're just, ugh. they're they're acting stupid, they're being crazy, and it's, it's, I, I mean, there's been stabbings out here, it's, it's getting crazy, it's ridiculous. Crazy. But I guess with the idea that there is no police, or it's a, a relaxed you know, stance that they're taking where people are just kind of getting out right away or whatever. And they're they're going ahead and, and taking the opportunity to do whatever it is they're going to do. And they don't give it a shit. Because they might get away with it, they might not. And it's like you have so much stuff happening that I'm sure that everybody's overwhelmed as far as uh, emergency response with all the stuff that's been happening, people are getting hurt, there's shootings, there's stabbings. And it's it's crazy. It's the times are crazy, man. Yep. And the simple reality is we have all these things happening. We have crime happening. We have murder happening. We have rape happening. We have all this shit happening. We have cops and that shit is still happening. So when they mm-hmm. say, well, if you take the cops away, it'll be fucking crime and rape and murder. It, there already is. I don't, I can't imagine that I feel like everyone that wants to rape or murder somebody is probably out there raping or murdering somebody. I don't think anybody's going to say, well, God, I'm so glad there's no cops anywhere ever again because now I am going to rape somebody. People are like, well, I'm glad there's not a fucking cop in this room because I'm about to rape and murder that bitch right there. You know? So what's Mm -hmm. the difference? What's the difference? It's just dumb. That shit's happening with cops, without cops. So address the problem. Don't address the symptom. Address the problem. What is the problem that causes people to react in a violent manner, in a hateful manner? Address that issue. Don't just take the person who does it and send them to their room. Because that's all prison is. We're just sending you to your fucking room for now. Don't just do that. Address the issue. Why? Why do people feel the need to do these things? Let's find out. And then let's address that issue. Whatever it is. Why ever people do this. Let's figure it out and let's try to fix it. Sending someone to their room, locking someone up behind bars, isn't the fucking answer. Clearly, clearly isn't. Everyone says shit has gotten so much worse than it used to be. Everyone looks back and with nostalgia. Oh, things were so awesome back then. Yes, shit is getting worse. So, if shit keeps getting worse, what does that mean? Try something different, motherfuckers. 
Don't try more of the same. Yeah, because what we're doing is not working, so why keep doing it? Yep. Everyone says, that's the definition of insanity. You know? Yep. Doing the same shit that don't work over and over again. Well, motherfuckers, what are we doing? You gonna double down on that shit? Uh. <laughs> mm. Crazy. Oh, I almost forgot. I wanted to shout out some of the people that came visit. I wanted to shout out in case they listen at any point in time or now. Steven and Sarah and Carly and Bubba and Lucas and all those motherfuckers. Yay, there. I said your fucking labels on some recordable feature for history <laughs> so you can feel happy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, anything else, brother? Um, I'm pretty sure there's other stuff. What, you know, what, like I said, people are getting fired, people are getting sick. I mean, you name it. Yeah. It's happening. And like uh, like I said, it'd be interesting to see what happens next week with the holiday. Isn't that funny? Like, we've been doing this for a few weeks now, and every week we're... Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens next week. And it always is. And we get, and we get, we get a lot of the same stuff. Yep. Even my mom, man. My mom's texted me and she's like, oh my God, it's so crazy. They're living in Florida. She's like, oh my God, it is so crazy out there right now. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep, sure. What, what am I supposed to say to that? Yep, sure is. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy everywhere, I think. Uh, it's like, I hate to break it to you, but shit's been crazy for some people for a long time. That's what racism yeah. is. She's been yeah. crazy for these people a long time. Y'all just didn't fucking notice, maybe. You know, that it was happening to poor people or whatever. You didn't notice because it wasn't happening to you. And now yeah, you're looking around out your window and it's like, oh, fuck, it's crazy here. That shit's been going on. It just came to your attention <coughs> now. That's all. Yeah. It's happening in your backyard. Yep. And I'm like, and I'm sorry, and I'm sad, and it, it sucks that, you know, to have your mom telling you shit's crazy out there. I wish it wasn't. But it is, and it was, and it has been. And people don't seem to have done anything about it. And maybe people are trying to do something about it now. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, I don't know. But, yeah, it's crazy. Shit's crazy, period. It's not new. That's it. That's what kills me, man. I mean, we had race riots in the 60s, the 70s, the fucking 80s. It's not fucking new. Cops were killing people. It didn't just start happening this year. No, it's been ongoing. So, why are people now? Hopefully, 
This is the time. Oh, that was that. Everyone said the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, hopefully this was that. I really want this straw to break the fucking camel. Fuck that camel. Break his back. Because I want that shit. I want that shit to be, to be the point where people are like, no more. I will not let this shit stand anymore. I will not let allow this shit to go on anymore. Period. Yeah. And if you can't think about it and get to that point in a nice way, in a friendly way, well then I, I don't give a fuck if you get to that point because, you know, zombies are running around eating your children. Whatever. <laughs> However you get to that fucking point, I want people to the point where they're like, no fucking more. Fucking aliens. People wonder, why don't aliens come here? I would not fucking come here. Like, everybody's scared about when you're a little kid and your parents driving. Oh, I don't want to drive down there. Don't go down there. That's the bad neighborhood. That's the bad side of the tracks. Earth is the bad fucking neighborhood to the rest of the universe. I really believe that. I, I believe the rest of the universe is like, oh, don't go by there, motherfucker. That's Leroy yeah. Brown lives down there. That's the baddest part of town. Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker tugging on Superman's cape and shit. <laughs> They're just like, nah, we good. <laughs> we ain't even reality TV for the rest of the universe. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> we're dust bunnies. We're the shit underneath people's sofa that they're like, oh, I know it's there, but I don't got it. I ain't gonna deal with it. It's not bothering me right now. <laughs> if I gotta move the couch, then I'll see it. I'll sweep it up. But yeah, that's that's what Earth is. I mean, there has to be other things out there, right? Uh, just odds are, it's a pretty big fucking thing. The universe. I'm, 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 I can definitely say I, there is life out there. <laughs> right? I mean, my fucking house feels big, and there's people, other people in it. So I kind of feel like, well, odds are, the universe being as big as it is, maybe <coughs> there might be other people in other houses, on other planets. You know, again, it's that mentality that we're, we're you know, on this planet, America, we're at the center of the world. Yep. You know, our, our galaxy, we're at the center of the universe. It's that mentality, dude. And it's like, you just have to accept the fact that we can't possibly be the only planet that's inhabited. Top of the food chain. We're God's, cho we're God's chosen people. That's just, you know, you're, you're asking too much of your own imagination, I think, to think that there's nothing else out there but us. Because if that's the case, then the universe is definitely a fucked up place. If it's just us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then it, nothing makes any sense at all. It's like, oh, well, whatever, I guess. It's just... <sighs> yeah, there's got to be. There's got to be something else because there just does. It's not a hopeful thing. It's just a logic thing to me. It's big old universe. 
probably shit going on in it that I don't know about. There's, there's shit going on in my bathroom right now I don't know about. There's shit going on in our oceans that we don't know about. So there's probably shit oh, going on in space that we don't know about. I'm alright with oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely just do believe that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I said, it's like if we're the only life forms in the universe, then the universe is a shithole. And I'd like to believe that it's a beautiful place. So, yeah. Well, and that's that's the problem, I think, with people. We made ourselves be the center of the universe to ourselves. And we labeled ourselves apex predators, like Randy Orton. <laughs> apex <laughs> predator. Why is that a fucking good thing? You're a fucking predator. But we treat it like that's a good thing. We're top of the food chain. We're the best of the best. The apex predator. No, that's not a good fucking thing, motherfuckers. Being a predator is never a good thing. Period. It's a part of nature thing. But it's not a good thing. It's not a cool thing. It's not a nice thing. Why do we have to be that? Not only are we the center of the universe, but we're the center of the universe that can eat and kill and blow up every goddamn other thing in the universe. That's us. Raw. We control everything because we can kill it. That's how we define power. By our ability to destroy, not create. I think at one point, maybe in history, we were predators, which is not that anymore. Meaning if we wanted some meat, we had to actually hunt it down, you know? Yeah. Not just, go, not just go to the grocery store. Nature long in tooth and claw. You know, an old thing. Nature is a violent motherfucker sometimes. And there's nothing good or bad about that. It just is. But we have put it on a pedestal somehow like it's something to be venerated honored worshipped you know no it's just is it's just yeah you y'all gotta eat y'all gotta do this y'all you know that's all nature does this because trust me try all these motherfuckers think they're gangster tough drop them in a fucking lion's cage and see what happens y'all ain't the apex predator Drop some motherfucker. Oh, you're the apex predator humans? Take a hundred of your best, smartest, most physically fit people and drop them in the middle of the ocean. And let's see what happens. Dude, I'm thinking it's like uh, people fight bulls. They get the horn. I've seen deer kill people like in videos. And you think that, oh, yeah, we're this and that, blah, blah. It's like, uh, no, we're this and that because of the technology that we possess, that we deem ourselves superior to all other animals on this planet. Yep. But on, on a one-on-one, -on -one, dude, with, with a lot of animals, we don't stand a chance. Nah, not a fucking prayer, man. We're so fucking clever and so smart and so techy and, yeah, awesome. Drop motherfuckers, drop a thousand Drop a million motherfuckers in the middle of the ocean and see what the fuck happens to them. They ain't apex shit. You know? And I'm not saying sharks will eat all of them because they won't. Fucking water. Water is passive as fuck. It just is there. And it'll drown them. 
You know, it's just passive. It's not attacking them. It just exists. So is water the apex predator now? Yeah. It's just dumb. I would say yes. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That's how humanity thinks. Anything that can kill is better than the thing that gets killed. Wow. If that's the case, then nothingness is the best because if there was a, a vacuum, a void of air or anything, it would kill everything and we wouldn't exist. So that must be the best thing by that logic. The great void. <laughs> the great nothing. <laughs> the universe wasn't a thing. It was just a fart some being had. There you go. We're just the gas. We're the, we're the stench that was left behind. <laughs> uh, I really wish fucking... I mean, this is off topic a little, but not. I really wish fucking Dave Lagana would man the fuck up. Uh, and I hate that expression, too. But I, I just wish... Alright, bro. If you are innocent of what you say you are, to me, the normal reaction would be to open up communication, not shut it down. Right. And so I don't understand. And I, I get... He, you know, I ain't gonna go on their fucking show. They're just gonna shit on me left and right. All I can give is my word. I mean, you don't even have to... It doesn't even have to be on our show. To send an email, a private email that nobody else sees. Nobody shits on you. Nobody does this. Why have, hasn't that been done? Why hasn't communication been tried? I'm not trying to get views. I'm not trying to... You know, boost our popularity. Oh, people looking at us because Lagan is on. There's friction. Oh man, I don't understand why a simple a DM on fucking Twitter wasn't sent. Yo, Liz, let's talk. The fact that it hasn't happened makes me think that he knows there's nothing to fucking talk about. No, because he 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 knows that. <clears throat> there's others that'll probably come forward with more of that, and I guess they have. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, you know, one, okay, maybe two, three, or four accusers. I'm like, okay, dude, now you're showing the pattern. Yep. You know, obviously you've been at this for a while. That's exactly why these motherfuckers do, do it the way they do. That's why they issue statements instead of conversations because a conversation is a living thing that goes on and it empowers other people to speak up maybe. So they don't want that shit because they know that shit's out there. We don't want these fuckers to grow their power. We don't want these fuckers to find their voice. We don't want these fuckers to come out and join the fucking you know, choir of people that are saying this shit. We just want to stop it right here and now. Boom. Here's a statement. This is all I'm going to say on it. Bang. I deny the allegations. 
that's the only comments I'll have on this. Boom. That's why they that's why they do that. Innocent people don't do that. Innocent, good-natured, kind people communicate. They don't put roadblocks up. They don't try to stop shit from happening. Communications where it starts, man. Yep. So, yeah. Whatever. I mean, it's just an opinion, but yeah. That's that's my take on it. I look at it that way. I see, well, if this if it were me and I was somebody said, "Oh shit. They thought this shit you did back then was that?" Fuck, man. I'm really sorry. I never ever I am such a dick. I never ever thought of it that way. I didn't think of it that way then. I didn't think of it that way yesterday. And I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry I put you through that and that you you know, that should happen the way, whatever it is. That's how I would think people would be if they were good and upstanding. But instead, it's, bah, this is my statement. Bah. Not talking to the person, the, the victim, the wounded individual, addressing the crowd. Who, you know, fucking people that want to heal address the victim. People that want to put up a facade address the crowd. And that's what Lagana did. He addressed the crowd. He spoke out to the audience, not to the fucking victim. Oh, man, this... Uh, that business, you know. It's just... It's, it's a mess right now. People can't work. The people that are working are getting sick. Ugh. It's a huge mess, man. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be. And it, maybe it won't always be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be horrible. No, again, like, you know, with everything happening, there's this is the chance to restructure, realign, you know? Like, like old head was saying, well, people ain't ever going to do that. Of course they aren't. If you keep saying people ain't ever going to do that. Of course they're not then. If you keep believing that people will never do this, then people will never do this. You're telling the story. Instead, believe, huh, maybe. Acknowledge the possibility. Hey, maybe people can do this. Maybe we can do this. Yeah. And that's, yes, we can. That shit grows, man. It, it, it just spreads. That's the virus you want to spread. The yes, we can fucking virus. Yeah, we can fucking do this. We can be awesome. We can be kind. We could be great. Yeah, oh, of course it's going to be a fucking struggle. Shit's a struggle. That's the nature of the beast, man. But we're struggling anyway. Either way, we're struggling. So let's struggle for something good to make things better instead of struggling to keep shit the same yeah <clears throat> I don't know Dante I don't know if we, we have what it takes to change because like, like you said many times people get comfortable with the way things are and that's just the way they accept it to be 
comfort and fear. I'm comfortable no, in not. this cage, and I'm scared of what's outside this cage. Uh, yeah, they're not okay with uh, trying something new. Man, my cat, one of my cats just clawed the fuck out of my finger, yo. <laughs> she was crawling up on her shit. She's just being a cat. I ain't mad at her. She's just being a cat. And I was like, well, fuck, you can't be crawling up on my shit like that. And went to grab her, and she clawed the fuck out of my finger. And hey, I'm all right. I ain't mad. Nature... Long and tooth and claw. Right. Well, she just proved my point. She fucking clawed this shit. There you go. She is the apex predator. Yep. <laughs> I got all these steel rings on my fucking fingers. Didn't protect shit. I got holes in me now I didn't used to have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. You crawl back up there again. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this is <laughs> this is so funny. I wish everyone in the world could see this shit right now. This motherfucker, I just see her head popping up behind the table, getting ready to crawl up on my shit again. <laughs> it's so fucking adorable and annoying. annoying at the same time. Get out of here, you. This is a Nerf gun. I will. I'm not afraid to use it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't spray water. Like, if people say spray water, it catches to stop them from doing shit. You don't want them. Because this is all the electronics in the house. So I can't be spraying water. So I got Nerf guns. So I'm like, well, I'll just make a loud noise and a clackety-clack shooting of Nerf shit. You know, to stop them instead of water. Which should work, right? Yeah, yeah, it should, <laughs> totally. As soon as I pick that fucking gun up, she knows. She's like, oh shit, yep, I'm at it. I'm out. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah, that's what cops should be doing. Instead of shooting people, non-lethal, non we have the technology to not kill people. Yes, we do. Fuckers. <laughs> Man. God, this she really fucking got me good. I respect, yo. Coach. She, I mean, it's like a piercing. She fucking got me going in and coming out. Two separate fucking Ugh. wounds. <laughs> Oof. Yep. Those are the ones that take the longest to heal, man. Yep. I may as well just put a fucking piercing there. <laughs> got the hole now anyway. All right. Well, we gotta end shit sometime, I guess. So yeah, we gotta say something for next week if there is a next week. Yep. So if we're not all dead, we'll see you then. If we are all dead, well, yeah, I yeah, know. Then we're all dead. <laughs> peace. Try to try. Just please, 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 just try. That's that's all a match can try. It's not too much to ask.